We have a trade to announce. Good morning, Sharks fans and hockey fans around the world. Welcome to Teal Town Live. This is our NHL trade deadline special. We do this every year. <laughs> So it's going to be a fun ride. We already have traits to talk about, especially on the shark side, and perhaps more. So do yourself a favor. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button down below. Give us a like, and also don't forget to hit that notification bell as we go live after each and every San Jose Sharks game. And if you want to be part of the show, here's how you do it. Chat with us and fellow hockey fans on the page of the app. And, of course, follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit and find everything at tealtownusa.com. And with that, good morning, I guess, still to Ian Reed. How are you, bud? Oh, interesting. Just just in. So, already um, breaking news. <laughs> already breaking news. Yeah, I guess um, Arizona claimed Hari Satari from the Leafs. Oh, so it'll be interesting to see how the uh, how they respond to that. That is very interesting. The former Sharks netminder uh, was signed by the was uh, picked up by the Leafs what yesterday yeah I guess I should have <laughs> put some context in for that eh? <laughs> all good all good uh, so uh but Ian how are you I'm all right um look at I, I I'm not as dedicated to uh my fake job as I should be because unfortunately <laughs> I have to go to my real job um, so ideally, you know, we would go on like after the trade deadline ends and everything's all said and done, but I'm just not that committed. Um, you know, the stipends don't match my actual wage. So, uh, here I am, uh, we're a little bit early, but we do have some stuff to talk about and maybe stuff will break while we're online before I have to go to work. Yes. Uh, and Ian, as always, thank you very much, my friend for doing this. Uh, the countdown clock is on roughly 50 under 58 minutes before the trade deadline goes in. But as we always say, that fax machine always, uh, you know, gets in. Fax the machine go burr. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about the one trade that does involve in the San Jose Sharks. Uh, that is Capo uh, Kakinen, along with the Sharks' own fifth-round pick in 2022. Going coming to, back. Coming back to San Jose for defenseman Jake Middleton. Uh, overall, what's your take on on this on the trade itself first? I, I mean, the trade itself, I think, is fine, right? Um, I, look, at I'm going to start this by saying that I really like Jake Middleton. I have been a big Jake Middleton guy this year. There's a bajillion hours of podcast that we have on here that will tell you that I'm a big fan of Jake Middleton, and I have been a big fan of what he's done on the Sharks this year. Um, but selling high on a guy like Jake Middleton's probably the play, right? I mean, this is, I, and again, I love Jake Middleton, but Jake Middleton's a guy who projected on the depth chart as the Sharks' 10th defenseman starting the season, right? Mm -hmm. So with the Sharks, like, obviously you would, you would want to see this continue. And I hope for, I hope for Jake Middleton's sake that this is the start of a long NHL career for them, right? But if you're the Sharks and you're looking at, you know, and you're looking at your blue line and you're trying to decide what you're going to do. And, and this is the kind of return that you can pull. I think it's a good move for it. Um, I, like, yeah, I, I again, I like Jake Middleton, but I, I think the Sharks were probably smart here 
to do it. Because again, look at, we've seen guys that get a cup of coffee in the NHL and they are great. And then sometimes they fall off the face of the planet. If the, if that happens to Jake Middleton, and I don't want that to happen to Jake Middleton. Again, I want to be abundant and clear. I like Jake Middleton. I've always liked Jake Middleton. Um, and again, there's plenty that the, the internet never forgets. There's plenty of history. You can go back, you can find it. I've always been a big Jake Middleton guy, but should that happen to Jake Middleton, this move is going to look even better. And I already think it's a good move on its, on the surface. Yeah. I, I think it's a solid move. The sharks had asked for quite a pity, pretty penny. Uh, easy for me to say, uh, to get, uh, to acquire Middleton, uh, for an opponent, uh, to get a goaltender where you know this team has been struggling with healthy netminding all year. Yep. Uh, and took advantage of Minnesota's earlier trade, which we'll get into, mm-hmm. uh, I think is is a huge win for the Sharks in in my mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like this deal. Like I, I is it time will tell if this is a home run, but I like on the surface, this is a good deal for the Sharks. Like, so let's talk about Kapo Kakinen. So Kapo Kakinen is a guy who is um, obviously a younger guy. I put him in like there's a certain guy, like there's a certain goalie sphere. I put him in. I put him in the same tier as a guy like the obvious one is is Georgiev over in over in New York, right? right. A, a good goalie who probably isn't going to get the chance to be great just based on the situation. Um, if you look at like obviously people like oh well if you know Minnesota brought in a 38 year old Mark Andre Fleury so how good can this Kokkinen guy be? But here's the thing about Minnesota before we get back to Kokkinen, the thing you have to understand with Minnesota is Minnesota has some serious cap pain coming up. Okay, yeah. last summer the Minnesota Wild bought out um, Ryan Suter and Zach Parise, and those buyout penalties combined alone are bad. Combined, they are going to hurt this team for the next couple of years really badly. So if you're the, if you're the Minnesota wild, you are going to go all in this year. And then if you have to take a step back in the next couple, that's fine. The joy for them though, is like, yes, Mark Andre Fleury is 38. So it's a this year or bust thing, but they also have this guy. They drafted some nobody Swedish goalie named Jesper Wallstedt. And by the time that this the cap pain from the Suter and Parise buyouts go away, it could very well be Wallstead time, and then they're going to be set forever. That's the gamble for the Wild, right? Right. That they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna go for it this year, pay whatever, go through a couple years of pain because the cap is not going to be kind to them. <laughs> and then when that cap pain starts to go away, they're going to be set to be competitive for a decade. That's the idea for the wild. So they can afford to give up on a guy like Kapokokkanen because, again, in their mind, and probably rightfully so, it's Wallstead time, man. And <laughs> Wallstead's one of the best goalies in the world not playing in the NHL right now. So if if you're the wild, like this makes perfect sense for the wild. The thing about goalies and there's been a lot of like I've had a lot of discourse on 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 Twitter today about goalies. Goalies are a tricky thing, right? Because the problem for the Sharks is they haven't really drafted them. 
well, right? Like I think right. we can all like even even the guys in the systems, I I think they didn't draft Melnichuk. Like Melnichuk was a free agent, correct? Right. Um the goalies that they've all drafted have been nothing. Now, I like Ben Gaudreau, but expecting Ben Gaudreau to come in here in three and three years is is your absolute best case scenario turnaround for for Ben Gaudreau in a shark sweater. That's still three years out. Signing, signing Tom. Right. That's, that's the absolutely super optimistic look on Ben Gaudreau. Three years. You just re-signed Tomas Hurdle. If you're the sharks, right? You're not rebuilding. Like this team isn't, if, if they, by re-signing Tomas Hurdle, what that says to me, and you can interpret it your own way for sure. But what that says to me is that this is no, this is, they're not going to go through a painful sell what they can sell and, and rebuild, right? They're going to, they're going to move pieces that they don't see here long-term. So we could see a James Reimer get moved. And after this trade, I'm much more open to that idea than I was right now. Right. Cause obviously (laughs) it was like, you can move James Reimer, but what's, what's the play to replace James Reimer? Right. So, I mean, so for the Sharks, like this makes a lot of sense because again, if you don't draft goalies, then you have to acquire them. Now, the problem with goalies is, is if you're good, they don't hit free agency, right? They very rarely hit free agency and they sometimes you can trade them because a team, you know, like the Minnesota Wild, for example, thinks, well, we've got this guy that we're a little, that we're more you know, we think is going to be the guy in a wallstead, right? It's the same thing with the Rangers. And, you know, even though they had to, you know, finish off Lundqvist's career there and they had Georgiev there for that, they knew Shishterkin was going to be their guy. Right. So that makes a guy like, that could make a guy like a Georgiev expendable, right? Because you have Shishterkin. Um, I think, so you can definitely get a goalie that way, but that's a lot trickier, right? And you're And you're always going to be like, you're never going to get, at least you don't think so, right? Right. You, you, you're never going to, oh, well, we're going to get the better goalie of the two. No, they're going to get they're going to get rid of the guy who they think, and you got to hope to God that they're right. Now, sometimes that works out. Look at, you know, Calgary at one point got a goalie named Mika Kiprasov, who was the number three guy in San Jose, <laughs> and that turned out really well for them. But that is, the, the reality is, is that's the exception to the rule and not the rule. Right. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. That's my long. Friend of... <laughs> that's that's my that's my deep thoughts on the Minnesota Wild and, um, you know, why Kakanen became available. And I, I like the trade. Look at I think like Kapu Kakanen again, I'm not saying I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this is this is for sure the guy that's going to lead the Sharks to the promised land. He's going to be the number one guy going forward. I think, though, in my opinion he has a better chance of becoming that guy than Aiden Hill. Yeah. Big a big time. I think he's he's shown a lot of upside. I mean, he's got a 12-8 and 3 record on the season. You know, he had a great run last year during the shortened season. I think he had like he had won 9 in a row and looked like he was Minnesota's goaltender of the future. Mm-hmm. But I I'm with you. I think they have this one year window. But he's not their now. goalie right now. Exactly. And that's the problem is they need a goalie right, right now. Which is why they went out to get Flurry from right. Chicago. Right. Um, 
kind of just going moving on to that one. What do you think of of that move? I mean, obviously Minnesota's going for it, but uh, yeah, I Flurry like it. And Talbot. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I'm not a big Cam Talbot guy. Um, I, I look, I like this for the Wild again. Like Mark Andre Fleury has aged like fine wine. <laughs> Um, goalies generally don't age this well, right? right? And I think, again, you're the Minnesota Wild. What do you have to lose? Nothing. Because this is this is the season you have to go for it. Because, again, there's cat pain coming next year. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they're not pretty. No. The, um, the number of dead, the, the amount of dead cap that this team is going to have over the next couple of seasons is going to be horrendous. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, the projected cap space right now is 1.3. They're, uh... So they they have a lot of stuff here. They have let's see buyout history. Yeah, next season they're gonna have twelve million dollars. Yeah, of of dead cap and then oh I can see the chat now. And Sorry, then, go ahead. You're good. <laughs> and then the the two seasons after that is gonna be nearly fifteen million dollars. Uh, so yeah, you're you're bang on with with this move here that um that they are just going to go for it now and then almost I don't want to say rebuild but maybe retool uh while they while they have uh, 14.7 million you know sitting yeah. for right now sitting in dead cap space and that's the problem right so I think like they have to go for it right now but they, there's there's some pieces there that I think are going to be that are just going to get better right and oh, I think that time. if you I think that if you take a step back, you know, as long as you come out of it, as long as they think they're going to have the players in place to come out of it when the, that cap space is is no longer an issue, I, I think they're going to be a better team for it. Now, the, they have to have that in place. But, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I think if you're a Wild fan, like, you you know what's coming. Uh, so I think you have to be pretty happy with this move. I think Marc-Andre Fleury's been pretty good for a pretty abysmal Chicago team like yes. Chicago is not exactly a defensive stalwart team and I think <laughs> he's you know after a rough start I think he's acclimated himself there quite well um yeah I mean Mark Andre Fleury again like I I, I think he's he, if you're gonna go and get a guy to to carry the load and try and drag you through the playoffs I don't think there was a better guy available than a Mark Andre Fleury like mm -hmm. they got the best guy available and because of again, because of Marc Andre Fleury's age, like there's way less road in front of them than there is behind him. So it's not a long term thing, obviously. It's it's a it's an all in let's go this year and we'll see if it works out for them. But I, I don't given like their situation which we've gone into, I don't know what I don't think there was a better move for them. Yeah, big time. So we are at f under forty five minutes before the deadline hits. Mm -hmm. Um the Kraken has definitely have definitely uh, started picking up picks left and right. Of course, the big one, you know, uh, last night with Mark Giordano going to the Maple Leafs uh, in exchange for picks. Uh, we saw Johansson go to the Capitals now for uh, for some picks as well. Uh, I think it was like Daniel Sprong and, and a couple of picks there. Um, you, you know. And we're we're seeing like Vegas now interested in clearing a contract and everything. Well, they have to. And we are getting we're getting some news that uh, 
the Sharks have just traded Andrew Cogliano to the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, details coming up. So uh, Cogliano gets to play for a cup with the Avalanche. It'll be interesting to see who that's going to, uh, or who or what gets sent back to the Sharks in that. Yeah, game. I mean, that, I'm curious that, about the return, thing. but I mean, that again, this is this is a contract that you move, right? Like, I think, um, I think you know, the Sharks, I think they probably wanted a little bit more than they probably got from Cogliano this year. But I think um, as far as, you know, look, at there was a lot of talk about culture and stuff, right? The idea, I think, here is they brought in guys that could fix the culture um, in the room, right? And now it's up to the veterans to kind of keep that culture going forward. Um, I think, again, like Cogliano is a guy that playoff teams were definitely going to call a knock about. And I think the other names that have been floated out there that are available for the Sharks being guys like uh, Nieto and Benino. I mean, again, those are guys that you can send out because look at this season. This season's lost. Right. Like Kapo Kakinen isn't being brought in to come and be the starter and save the season. And the Sharks are going to the playoffs and like, you know, that's none of that's happening. Right. So obviously like how I know, I know. So moving guys like Cogliano, not only does it do you get assets, but now that opens a spot where you can bring people up and, you know, and hopefully give them longer looks than they would generally get under. Uh, a Bob Bugner coach team because he can't just be like, no, I'm going to play these guys. Like if you trade those guys away, then he has to find new guys to play. Right. Um, so I think, you know, this is what the sharks should be doing at this point. Moving a guy like Cogliano is a smart, uh, is a smart move. Um, you know, um, if they decide to move James Reimer at this point, I think that's probably, that's the shoe I was waiting to fall. Cause I mean, we, we, we talked about doing this earlier and I'm like, well, let's wait, see what happens with Reimer first. Right. Um, and you know, <laughs> I, I'm a lot more open. Like yesterday I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, and this is just Martin Jones trauma. I've decided that it's just like Martin's trauma is trauma. Martin Jones has traumatized <laughs> me so badly as a Sharks fan that like, I'm just like, no, you can't take away good goaltending. Like we just, we right. waited so long to get good goaltending again. Don't take him away from me. Um, and, and again, like I said, I'm not saying like, Kapo Kakinen is going to come in and, and play better than Reimer next year. I mean, that's the the hope, but I think that is a lofty hope. Yeah. Um, uh, we have the details on the trade. Okay. Uh, so Co- Andrew Cogliano goes to the Colorado Avalanche uh, in exchange for a fifth round pick in 2024. Uh, coming back to San Jose, that is from Pierre Lebrun of TSN and The Athletic. Yeah. Okay, well there you go. Um, I that's like it's fine, right? Like these guys move at the deadline for, you know, would you would you probably want to get a little bit of a higher pick? No, uh, yes, obviously, but but that's uh, again good. I, I'm more excited about this because it's going to give other guys an opportunity to play, and and hopefully, you know, for every John Leonard, we can find a you know a a, a Noah Gregor that's actually good that he likes and wants to put in the lineup. <laughs> And I think the other thing too, another another important thing about today as well is that I don't know, I don't think the Barracuda are making the playoffs. But no, uh, if you if you are not on the AHL roster as of three o'clock today, you cannot play for the AHL in the playoffs. So 
Um, that's another important thing to keep in mind. If you uh, saw guys going down and you're like, why is this guy going down? That's why. Uh, yeah. And that shouldn't be mentioned with the acquisition of Kakinen. Uh, Zachary Sachenko is now with the Barracuda as we speak, uh, practicing with them. So you're looking at a tandem of, for now, with 40 minutes before the deadline, Reimer and Kakinen. Hill is re-injured and uh, unknown as to when that will return. But here's the other thing. Speaking of Sharks-related goaltenders, Harry Sateri was signed by the Leafs, gets mm-hmm. picked up by the Coyotes via waivers. So yeah. the, the Leafs are back to needing a goaltender. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know. There's a perfectly good. I mean, the thing the thing that I would be concerned about if I'm a team looking at James Reimer. Um, and again, I think, again, look at guys. I've gushed over James Reimer all bloody year. So you guys know how I feel about James Reimer at this point. Um, but if I'm another team, I'm concerned about the number of games he's missed. Right. And the fact that he seems to be, you know, it seems like, oh, he's good. And oh, well, he might miss this game. And, you know, so if I'm another team, especially trying to pin playoff hopes like I'd be a little bit nervous with James Reimer from that perspective I think James Reimer is great for the Sharks because he gives them good goaltending when he's in and you know and I think he's a good mentor for whoever's behind him um I think if your goal is Stanley Cup or GTFO like it should be in for a team like Toronto or you know or even like other teams where um like Edmonton Edmonton's another team right that should be cup or f off yeah. right and and they need a and goaltender badly being undone yeah being undone by by just not great goaltending um you know and vegas another team should be cup or f off but <laughs> they you know that's an injury situation right so um it'll be interested to see but i i can understand teams like like a true contender being a little apprehensive um on the James Reimer front. So it'd be interesting to see what kind of price the Sharks can extract. Again, I think that whatever they extract is going to be fine. Um, James Reimer, I really love James Reimer. Um, and I was, again, on Twitter yesterday, I was kind of swimming upstream because a lot of people were like, oh, you know, yeah, you got, you take whatever you can get for James Reimer. And I, and I, and I, and I get what, and I get where they were coming from, right? Like, right. I don't want to say like, there, there is one hockey opinion. It's Ian's, and it's right. And if you don't agree, then fuck off. Like, obviously, <laughs> like I can definitely see, you know, different perspectives, right? Um, so I, I completely understand the people yesterday that were like, oh, you know, if you can get picks for Reimer, like do it. And I, I get that, man. I, I, I totally get that, and I understand it. Right. Um, but I just feel like if you're by signing Hurdle, right? Obviously, the plan is this team needs to compete again sooner than later. Do they get there? I don't know, man. Like, I'm skeptical. I, I'm going to say, like, I'm skeptical. But to do this, to do this well, and I think I uh-huh. do this well, and you guys can decide whether I do this well or not by liking, subscribing, hitting dolls, whatever. <laughs> um, I think I do this well. But I think the reason I do this well is because I talk about the team that is, not the team that I want it to be. Right. So by the Sharks re-signing Hurdle, that to me says they want to compete sooner than later. So that is the when I when I look at all these trades and all these moves, that's the optics that I'm looking at it under. Right. Right. That's the way I I, I try to break everything down based on that view of the team. Mm -hmm. 
So let me so so to finish. Okay, sorry. So so to finish. So with James Reimer, like James Reimer has given this team chances to win games that they've had no business being in. So it's like, yes, first and second round picks are great. But so is winning hockey games. And that's why I was so apprehensive yesterday about the idea of just, oh well, Reimer's gonna get picks. So let's get those picks, boys. Right? You know what I mean? Right. No, and and he's been a lot more successful I, I easily i in my opinion despite aiden hill having the most recent shutout uh you know reimer's been more the steady person and yeah he's had he's mm. had hiccups here and there oh, first all but, goalies do but like the best all goalies of them have, have shit games right but not all of them have been awful um you know so my my thinking is is that you know uh, if if something blows you out of your mind with this move, okay, go for it. Like if Toronto were to call, you know, Joe Will right now and say, mm-hmm. "I'll give you a first. Yeah, I think you you do it. Now, granted, here's a good thing: Reimer has another year on this deal with a little over what two mil. So yeah, you can you can totally see that happening. Um, but who's to say that you know Reimer or Kakinen get moved? Could happen. I mean, I I would, if I'm the Sharks, I would probably, I mean, the thing, like Aiden Hill's had a rough year, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think he's had a pretty up and down season. Injury wise has not been a great, you know, it hasn't been a great season for him injury wise. Um, Like, I like, I I look at, I look at Cochran and Aiden Hill. And I think like Cochran's the better guy, right? Like if right. you're gonna go for, if you're looking for a guy to go forward with, and I think the Sharks, that's definitely what they're trying to find, right? They're trying to find their goalie that they can go forward with. The problem with James Reimer is James Reimer's 34, man, and again, he's had his he's had his bumps and bruises this year. He's had bumps and bruises in previous seasons as well. Like James Reimer is not a guy you can just ride into the dirt. You can't do it with James Reimer. Like, you will break him. And, you know, look at goalies. Aging curves on goalies are are not kind. Um, some goalies, again, Marc-Andre Fleury, for example, can <laughs> can play it. very well into their <laughs> into their late 30s. But that right. generally isn't the case, right? So James Reimer, as good as he's been this year, this might be as good as it gets for James Reimer. So, you know, from that perspective, it makes a lot of sense to get, again, you know, Maybe Jake Middleton, the Sharks are gambling that this is as good as it gets for Jake Middleton and right. really good. But if this is as good as it gets and you get that kind of return for him, I mean, you'd be dumb not to. Right. Yeah. So to reiterate again, you have Kakinen coming to San Jose along with San Jose's own fifth round pick, which was originally acquired, uh, which was sent off, I should say, to Minnesota, part of the Devin Dubnik deal. Uh in return, Jacob, excuse me, Jake Middleton. Got, got to get that right. Jake Middleton is what he prefers to go by. Um, it goes to Minnesota. Uh, again, to reiterate what just came out less than 10 minutes ago, the trade for Andrew Cogliano to Colorado for a 2024 fifth-round pick. So a pair of fifth-rounders coming back along with the goaltender for the Sharks. Um, I, I know you're on a time crunch ian uh so i'm not sure how much as time long as as long as i'm off here by like i i just as long as i'm off here by like three maybe 10 after three we're fine okay just making sure here eastern got yeah 
Oh, we got an old time. No, kidding. <laughs> Those looking to hire Ian Reed at Ian Blogs Hockey. On <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but what's what's kind of uh, caught your attention? Besides, I mean, obviously the Flurry trade's been a big deal. The Giordano's yeah. been a big deal. What else has caught you uh, by surprise so far? I mean, not like honestly, like it's been pretty. It's it's been a pretty pedestrian trade deadline. Like it's not really not the most exciting. Like I think there's like a lot of guys that are moving around and and maybe I'm just old and jaded now. But it's just like I don't know how many times it was like, you know oh this is the piece and this is this is it now that team's gonna go right and then they get bounced in the first round right I, there's nothing here like i like the i like the the mark andre Fleury thing obviously i think jared on leafs is an interesting one um jake debrus getting re-signed in uh boston was surprising considering that uh he signed i believe he signed an extension today and um like i thought he was on yeah. his way to town so um I thought is that is that a, is that a legit thing here? Help me out, chat. <laughs> the, was did I did I did I did I saw this right? Like Jake DeBrus. Jake DeBrus uh, got, got a two-year extension. extension. Yeah, so that was surprising. But that doesn't mean that his his request has, you know, been rescinded. Why would you extend? Why would you? Why if you wanted out though? Why would you extend? So maybe that's over. It seems weird, right? I mean, unless you unless you think you're going to sign like a. a a sweetheart deal that's going to make you more appetizing in trade. Like maybe that's the play, but I mean, I would rather just get traded and then sign a new contract somewhere else on my year. Like, you know, without signing an extension, I, but uh, maybe, maybe that play there is I'm going to sign a decent deal and then mm. uh, I'm going to make myself a more appealing uh, trade target and make myself easier to move out for the return that Boston would part ways with me for. We'll see. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. And, of course, I think part of the whole thing was was the uh, whole, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, the, his his uh, next contract was part of what I've heard was was potentially going to be the issue on. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens there because that's still a trade bait. And, and I know Jerk's kind of been on board with, with Jake DeBrusque uh, a bit. Uh, it, and it would be a nice pickup, but we'll, we'll see how it goes uh, down the road here. I just don't know. Like, this is the problem for the Sharks, right? Is like, I don't know what Boston would want for him that the Sharks would be willing to part with. The Sharks did a really good, like, again, with Jake Middleton, I think the Sharks did a good job because they didn't really as good as Jake Middleton's been this year. And I, again, I'm not trying to besmirch the good name of Jake Middleton here, but I think like he's, he's a, he's a guy where, you know, like Jake DeBrusque is going to cost you pieces and they're going to cost you pieces that are going forward. The Sharks aren't in a place where they should be trading futures or, you know, unless it's a, so for Jake DeBrusque, you'd have to make a hockey trade. You would have to make like you would. And I'm not thinking that I'm not saying Boston would be interested in this trade. But this is where a guy where like Kevin LeBanc has to go out so he can come in. Right. Like it mm -hmm. has to be a guy for a guy. I don't think Boston would have any interest in a guy like Kevin LeBanc. But that's the kind of guy that you would have to move out to bring in a Jake DeBrusque. Or, you know, you're or you're sending out like heaven forbid a team of wire or something right oh god yeah no. like and I, I wouldn't do that no. like that's the problem for the sharks right they, they have to be they have to be very careful not to trade out pieces that 
they think they're going to need going forward or the pieces that are going out that are assigned to deals like have to be something that Boston would have to be interested in. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know how you make that work and end up in a place where the sharks, again, we go by, we do this based on what the sharks do, not what the sharks should do according to Ian. So again, you know, under the preface, they've re-signed hurdle. This is a team that's going for it or trying to get back into contention sooner than later. You don't dismantle half your futures to get a guy like Jake DeBrusque. Right. As as enticing as it is, but I mean, just just thinking about that, that that's why I ask about that. So thank you, Ian. Um, <laughs> Sleepy Mofo saying there's going to be a frenzy at 11:59 today. There it's a calm is. before the storm. Yep, we're we're less than a half hour away now. On there, uh, Grand Azir 12 question: uh, Are there any Sharks players that you think slash hope also do get traded, and for what? I don't have any guys like I'm super eager to run out of town. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, I think if you could, if you can get like, um, but I think if you can get a decent price, like a decent return on a guy like um, Benino or Nieto or any of those bottom six guys that are just kind of placeholders until, you know, for, uh, for better guys, like I like both of those players, but they're kind of, again, I don't think the Sharks have gotten as much from Benino as I think they thought they were going to get this year. Um, but I, I don't hate Benino. Um, Matt Nieto, fan favorite guy, but like very replaceable yeah. in my opinion. Um, like these are, these are placeholder guys that are just there until, you know, someone else steals their jobs, right? They're, they're, they're James Reimer basically. Um, although James Reimer has definitely excelled more in his position than they have. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're placeholder guys, right? So I think if you can get a decent return for either of those guys, I think you do it. Again, because you, you send guys out of town and then you force Bob Bugner. Bob Bugner is a completely other animal. But you force Bob Bugner to play guys and get a look at guys that maybe haven't been given much of a look this year, right? Like, Because the front office has to make decisions. I think Bob Bugner is one of the decisions they have to make. But that's neither here nor there. Um, so you need to make sure like guys like... Because I look at like you have a guy like um you know on the Barracuda for example like a Joachim Blickfeld man like you got to make a decision on him like right. is this guy you think you're ever gonna be able to use this guy for anything or is this a guy you're gonna you know who's gonna just get discarded and you know and get replaced by another guy who might become something like there's 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 a there's a few guys like that, that the Sharks have this year that I'd like to see get another look just to see if the NHL front office sees if there's anything there to continue going down that hole or is it time to cut bait? Maybe, you know, I like Ukem Blickfeld, but at this pace, at this point, I have to imagine the Sharks are going to are, are probably going to cut bait here. Would, would you say the same with Sasa Shumlovsky? No, Shumlovsky's younger. Um, I, I think that um, I, you have time there. I, I, you know, Blickfeld's a little bit older. Um, but again, yeah, but the, but the, again, those are guys that they have to decide, like, are they improving at the rate that we want them to improve at? Right. And I haven't, and I don't want to get that too down to Barracuda rabbit hole because I'm watching up Barracuda games to really, to really, you know, give in-depth thoughts on, on specific <laughs> guys. I just, I just look at ages and you think, okay, there's some guys that they have to make some decisions. Right. On. So that that's the curious part about it, and, and you wonder what what there is because you know the young influx is coming. You know whether it's next year or the year afterwards. You know the influx of forwards that uh, 
right uh, yeah dw jr has amassed over drafting you know it's going to be interesting to see how that works uh you know yeah, there, there's definitely going to be some there's like the the barracuda are going to be they should be a much more enjoyable team to watch next year still not sure who's playing defense for them still not <laughs> sure who's in goal but they should they should score buckets can they will they be able to keep buckets out of their own net we'll see but well, they should be able to score buckets next year yeah it should be interesting if they can outscore their problems there for sure uh we are a little under 24 minutes prior to the deadline going uh let's i i mean for former sharks so far but you know like we said harry sateri got claimed off of waivers after the leafs signed him yesterday from to the coyotes uh justin braun goes from the flyers to the rangers uh, and of course, there is some speculation about uh, Ian's favorite goaltender, Martin Jones. We remain to be seen on that. Uh, and and Ian, I love the flow, by the way. As I yeah, mentioned, it's Martin getting Jones. crazy. <laughs> I think it's absolutely awesome, and, and kudos to you for it. Um, but also, there's there's been the speculation kind of reiterating back to the question from Grand Azir, You know, Nieto, mm-hmm. uh, Bonino. Uh, who who both I believe still have you know one year deals still, uh, or one year left on their deal I should say, because um, I think Cogs was the only one that was a one year deal or if I have that you know mixed around, mm-hmm. um, but again like you said you, that's that's your that's your third line that's your that's your second six so. Yeah, I mean, the problem with the Sharks, right, is that their third line should be a fourth line, and their fourth line probably shouldn't be in the NHL. But it is what it is. Uh, we're hearing from Vince, I'm hopefully I say this, Mercogliano, uh, <laughs> the Rangers reporter for USA Today. Uh, thank you, Hockey Jerk. Uh, as Kevin Weeks had just reported, he's reporting what Kevin Weeks said, that the Sharks are making a minor move uh by sending or the that they're acquiring uh anthony batetto uh from the rangers hmm. um of course jerk is saying better be for future considerations <laughs> um interesting that to, yeah to, I... to, because uh you know their shimmick is is hopefully going to be coming back soon but uh to get potato pack um, yeah, I, man, I don't know what to make of this at all. Um, give me some info on on this guy. If you can't off. <sighs> Anthony Potato is a thirty-one-year-old. Ah, this makes no fucking. This makes no sense to me. Um, I don't have much. Like honestly, um, not a player that I am super familiar with. I'm not gonna lie. I do. I have not watched a lot of the Eastern Conference me, um, this here. year. Um, I mean. Uh, yes. He's he's a 31 year old from from Island Park, New York. He's uh, yeah, six foot one defenseman, 242 pounds. I mean, 31 years old, 197 NHL games. That's not super thrilling. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the play is here. Like, I don't know if this is to address, you know, an injury situation again. Um, what is? Yeah, only only played four. Yeah, 14 games last season for the Rangers. Nothing with the big club this year. 
Yeah, like it's, I, I have so, no idea what that. Like, I, I have no idea what the play is here. I'm curious to see what the. Um, yeah, I, 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 this, I, I, I wish I wasn't caught so uh, horribly flat-footed here, but like sometimes the sharks just do stuff, and I have to scratch my head. And that's one of the ones that we're talking about right now. So we're we're hearing from Kevin Weeks, uh, which was retweeted by our good friend Hockey Jerk. That Anthony Potato to uh, to San Jose from the Rangers. He's a left-handed defenseman. Um, you know, they're. I wonder if the Rangers. Here's the thing, right? Rangers are sitting at 48 of 50 contracts. I wonder if this is just a if this is the Rangers move. moving a contract and the Sharks have a pull for one. Uh, like, and, I wonder if it's that. It, it could be something that ooh, simple. Okay. Uh, Corey Masasic uh, says uh, this is Anthony Batetto to San Jose for Nick Merkley. That's hmm. unfortunate. Um, and he's been he's been very good. I thought when he was filling in for during the COVID uh, run with the Sharks, he filled in very nicely, I thought, uh, and has had a good scoring punch for the CUDA, but um, very interesting move here. Yeah, that's a, that's a bizarre. Um, Nick Merkley, I like Nick Merkley, man, but again, like, is Nick Merkley going to be an NHLer? Mm, probably not. Yeah. So not, um, not a huge loss since it's essentially yeah, HR for it's, HR. it's a weird, it's a very weird trade. Um, obviously, I think you know Rangers probably looking for some, maybe some like forward depth black ace situation here. Again, I'm not, I, I don't. That's a good call. I think I don't have like much super insight here. Um, both guys are UFAs uh, this summer, so. Again, I think contract for a contract. Um, the Barracuda have been just absolutely bereft of defensemen this year. The Sharks have absolutely pillaged their blue line. They've had a lot of defenders that have been guys on, you know, ATOs and stuff of that nature. I just wonder if this is just, you know this is just a move where the sharks are going to like, I, who knows? I mean, maybe potato is going to be a guy like Bob Buchner's new toy and we will all cry <laughs> together. But I wonder if this is just a move because again, the sharks have had so little, so little, like they, there was a point this season where they had one more, if one more guy got injured, they would call up their last remaining available player that was under contract in right Nizev, right so i just wonder if this is just a move to kind of maybe stabilize things on the blue line for the barracuda kind of you know minor league deal there's probably not much to this deal in my opinion yeah. um and you feel for it's Kinesha. a weird trade yeah, yeah like it's it's a weird trade um but i think we've probably already spent more time on it than it <laughs> well that and that's the beauty of the whole trade deadline is that you know guys you you vaguely know out of nowhere come and be a little tidbit here but uh you know it's and, rare like it's very rare that 
like it, uh, this is probably one of those things where I'm going to go back and, and just watch to see the look on my face when <laughs> when you announce this because I don't feel like I've ever had I very rarely come on here with nothing to say and I we had to scramble on that one so that was fun but that was interesting to see um, <laughs> you know for for Merkley uh, going up you know um, Skylar wondering does this also mean Ryan Merkley call up with Middleton gone <sighs> God, I hope so. But again, Bob, who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if they put Bietetto right up there. <laughs> that just, is my just, fear, right? That is my fear. Is like that like wouldn't Bietetto, surprise you, right? I'm looking at I'm looking at Bietetto and I'm thinking, God, this is going to be a Bob Ugner guy, isn't it? Oh, it, it sounds like it. I mean, last season he played. Again, he hasn't played this season in uh, for the Rangers. Uh, you know. Uh, it looks like I'm just trying to pull up his game logs and just, uh, yeah, nothing uh, this season. You know, had a goal and three assists for 14 games with the Rangers. Played 51 games in the COVID-shortened season with the Jets. Um, yeah, he's got three career NHL goals. So take a guess at what 31 he 31 points minus 15, 142 penalty minutes. That's what matters, let's be honest. Oh, yeah, more grit. we got to get more grit. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have more penalty minutes than games, so I guess that's something. Yeah. Uh, some quotes uh, <laughs> some quotes coming in from, from Cogliano. I've been very fortunate in my career. Uh, I'm a guy that's willing to do whatever is needed. This is a great opportunity, and obviously I'm happy. Um, you know, and, and I thought Cogliano was a great uh, locker room guy for this club that needed some help here. But uh, also, y- you look at it, you know, Cogliano was a was a free agent. You're getting you're getting something for for practically nothing here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Is this guy going to be a seventh? I, I this trade makes I, I the more I think about it, the more I don't have an answer. I like is this guy a seventh D? Is this guy, you know, going to play over Merkley and have us, you know, making sure that we can still have things to be angry about as Sharks fans <laughs> um, be very on brand for the Sharks. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, maybe seventh D. It's I don't know, man. The Barracuda, like it's not like they're making the playoffs, but no. again, having actual bodies down there would probably be helpful for them, since like again, the Sharks have absolutely pillaged mm. their blue line. Yeah, indeed, um, and they've been getting up and down, you know, uh, with whatever they can, you know, muster together for the Cuda. It's been a rough year for the Cuda. Can't blame them too much on that, but uh, you hope that it doesn't hurt the development, which is yeah, what they press. Yeah, know, so. We're getting closer and closer. We're we're um, and, and now I'm seeing that uh, Andrew Kopp is on the verge of going to the Rangers. So that might be the reason why they had to make that move. Yeah, because again, you know, moved a contract for I don't know again. Yeah, move it, move a move a defenseman for a forward, and you know, bring in a guy. But again, like this is a guy who is on the uh, what's the farm team Wolfpack? Yeah, Hartford Wolfpack. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It makes no sense. We've spent <laughs> too much time on this trade. So, but so the sharks have been active in the last hour. We'll see what happens here as we get closer. We're under 13 minutes before the trade deadline. I know Ricky Bartenslager, you're saying in the chat right now, where's Reimer going? Could they could they possibly go with three goaltenders if nothing falls through, or or is it a little? I bit mean, of they could because teams. I don't know if there's any like. 
again, the, you know, the Sharks and injury, even when they're not going to make playoffs, it's like Fort Knox. Like, this is, if there is one thing that I am ecstatic about sports betting coming in and being so prevalent is that teams are going to have to stop this bullshit of, you know, how injured's a guy and, oh, it's a big secret, big state secret. Like, <laughs> with, with sports betting, like, that is hopefully going to go the way of the dodo. And, you know, people are and teams are going to be a little more out forthcoming with injury information. You know, I mean, Aiden Hill came back, played a game, and then he was gone just as quickly again. And so, you know, would the Sharks have three goalies at this point? Or is this a situation where, you know, James Reimer is going to start and they're going to have Kako in, uh, um, Kakanen in relief? Right. Yeah. And because again, look at, okay, look, if you're a big Zach Sachenko guy, earmuffs, the (laughs) sharks don't see anything in Zach Sachenko. What? Right. Mind blown. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. You you can unearmuff now. uh, Sachenko guys, my Sachenko bros in the chat, you guys can unearmuff now. I'm not going to beat up. Look at we've, I've, I've, we've gone over this. We've beaten it. It's a dead horse at this point. Um, but like, you know, obviously, um, I think that would, if, if that's the play, if they can't move, I, they, I, in my opinion, they have to move Reimer at this point and they're, you're probably not going to extract a better price for Reimer than you are right now. But if Reimer's still here and they go into the summer with Reimer, uh, Kakanen and Hill, I mean, look at, say what you want about the sharks. Um, this is going to be a really interesting summer. Uh, no matter what and then yeah. big time with the draft as to where they're gonna go um you know it's gonna be interesting so andrew cop and justin braun going to the rangers it, it looks like yeah. and it, of course braun has been confirmed already uh alex biega goes from toronto to nashville for the uh for our our favorite player future considerations uh one-time former Shark Future Considerations, if you remember the Alex Salak move. Uh, as the trade line gets closer, we're about 10 minutes away from noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern, uh, or if you're in Hawaii, uh, 8.50 a.m., if I'm if I'm counting my time uh, zones correctly. So, uh, so we shall see. Uh, you know, but it's I'm surprised there hasn't been more here it's been pretty quiet all things considered usually we've had little bits here and there but at least the sharks have been has been movers Uh, yeah like the sharks have definitely moved some pieces i think again right like i think if your expectations i saw in the chat um yeah you know it's been a c minus grading for me this deadline Uh, from a sharks perspective like i can see that right but again i think if you look at like this deadline was not going to be incredibly interesting. And we got, I, I think it's more interesting than I thought. Like the Kakanen actually made things like worth discussing. Like, I think if it was, if we were on here just discussing Cogliano for a fifth, <laughs> like that's probably a pretty boring show. Um, but, you know, uh, so getting Kakanen, I think, is actually spiced up the trade deadline for the sharks and again look at there could be still other moves that are gonna fall out usually you know trades get announced as long as the paperwork is in before noon um for for you on the pacific time zone three o'clock for me um you know that trade counts right Right. so we're we're gonna hear trades trickle out there's 
just because we haven't heard anything for Reimer at this very moment doesn't mean something's not going to happen there. But again, with the Sharks re-signing Hurdle, like it just knowing that, I mean, this trade deadline became more boring by a factor of 15 when that extension was signed, right? Not only that, but I think also the Eastern Conference is set. I mean, there's there's no jockeying for positioning or anything. Yeah. I mean, like Columbus is what twelve points back of Washington or something yeah. of some that, sort of that, um, you know. And, and for that matter, Colorado and Calgary have kind of opened things up in the Pacific. You, you have uh, you have teams fighting for playoff spots, but again, this is where the flat cap kind of comes into play. Yeah, and look at and injuries too, right? Like the right. West is a situation where I think the West is a lot more interesting. And I think if you're a team that maybe isn't, you know, like a true, I think if you're Colorado, like Colorado should be, you know, doing everything they can to make their team as good as possible going into the playoffs. Because I like the road, and, and I'm not trying to disrespect other teams here. But, like, if you're a Colorado, like, you're a true cup contender in the West, the road looks pretty clear, right? Like, there's a couple teams that I think you probably want to worry about. But the teams that you would normally worry about going into the playoffs, like, especially a Vegas, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I I don't think anyone's afraid of Vegas right now. And nor should they be. But in a normal season, right, like, obviously, Vegas would be a team that you think that the cup probably goes through that, like the road to the cup probably goes through that team, that team or Colorado. And I think it's, you know, with a team like that, taking a big step back because of injuries and cat mismanagement, whatever. Right. Like if you're in the West, man, yeah. Like, like again, for the wild, like you roll the dice, you go all in because you have nothing to lose. Yeah. Uh, it's now official the cop to the Jets. That one, but with about six, a little under six and a half before the deadline. Um, so we're we're getting down to nitty gritty here. Uh, for those just joining us, and I see Sharky Places has asked, you know, uh, any updates? Yes. So, uh, Jake, mm, almost did it again. Jake Middleton, sorry, Kevin and Jerk. Jake Middleton, mm-hmm. Nick Merkley, Andrew Cogliano have been moved. Uh, the Sharks get. Uh, a 2022 fifth round pick, a 2024 fifth round pick, and uh, Anthony Batetto, left shooting defenseman from the basically from the Hartford Wolfpack, Hartford Wolfpack, yeah, the affiliate of the Rangers. As for uh, what's going on here, and goaltender Capo or a, Capo. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Again, we're 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 hearing things that you know, Rhymers on the block, Benino. Uh, mm-hmm. Nieto uh, are are being dangled around, but nothing has been has been set in stone on any of those guys. So we'll if see. If you're like, I can't imagine like again, like I, I I gave reasons earlier why I would be if I was a contending team, I would be a little bit skeptical on Rhymer. But like, if, if you're Toronto, how can you not? Yeah. Right. Like, like that's what I'm curious to see. Like. I think there's a couple of teams here that are at the risk of having their goaltending absolutely undo them in the playoffs. Most notably, I think that the top of that list is Toronto and Edmonton. Yeah. And to see neither team address that, that's that's wild. 
That's really wild. I I thought for sure that somebody would not throw the Minnesota some... Wild, just Wild. But a bunch. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Mott has been traded from the Canucks to the Rangers now for a 2023 fourth round pick. Um, I I really liked Mott during the um, during the bubble. He had a fantastic run with the Canucks when when they had their um, uh, their second round run and almost upset of the golden knights there so nice pickup there in my mind as we get to uh four minutes now uh you know you have i mean the rangers could be stacked now i mean the east is going to be interesting and the east is going to be fast i am really looking forward to watching the uh i mean playoffs are always fun in general playoffs are way more fun when you don't have a dog in the fight (laughs) like I, I'm not a fan of not watching like the Sharks play playoff hockey. Don't get me wrong, but man, the playoffs are super fun when there's no dog in the fight. But they they have a ton of death. I I can I'm seeing Sportsnet's feed right now and just mm-hmm. seeing the likes of Goudreau, Reeves, Cop. You know they they've really uh, oh don't forget Justin Braun. You know just picked up as as uh, one of their apparently the Hurricanes, uh, according to Kevin Weeks, have just extended uh, Jesperi Kotkaniemi for another to an eight year extension. I don't know any details, though. Nice. Okay. So, again, we're, now this is where it gets to the crazy season. Yeah. <laughs> I, it is, you know, with three minutes ago, it's it's one of those crazy ones to see. Um, but You know what? I want to say something, though. Like, Kevin Weeks and, like, where in the world is Kevin <laughs> Weeks has been, like, the best part of this trade. Oh, like, yes. Like, Kevin Weeks is killing it this year, man. I love that guy. I love it. And, and Weeks has done... A phenomenal job with the he's like where am i oh i'll just go right here that works no no backdrop no generic backdrop or anything like that that's yeah that's been fun i i had put up one uh let's see if i can pull it up before things get out of hand now i'm not going to chance it because my my luck i'll break something on on here but uh the uh break the stream break the spring yeah exactly let's see where are we we here we go. Yes. Uh, you know, the the face right there. There you can see it. the face of uh, Darren Drager when 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 Weeks, uh, you know, breaks the trade before he does. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Rough, rough year for drags, eh? Oh, boy. All right. So we're at two minutes here before we're, we're still wondering, you know, what and, and Ricky mentioning in here, you know, if. Uh, if one of our goalies doesn't get traded, this deadline's a disaster. None are waiver exempt, so one's got to give. And one, and if someone were to pick them up, they can't be, they can't play in the playoffs. Correct? Um, no, they're all they're all on NHL deals. So if something they got waived, they could, uh, could they waive? Yeah, because the trade deadline's over. Yeah, you're right. Um, here's the thing. Again. Um, is, is it a disaster that depends on the health of Aiden Hill? If Aiden Hill is not going to play again this year, it's not a disaster. It's fine. It's fine. Um, obviously, you know, you don't, after what you give up for Aiden Hill, do you really want to lose him for nothing? Probably not. But if you're going to take a guy out of the equation, if you're going to lose a guy to waivers, Aiden Hill's the guy. I still think that would be that would be bad asset management on the Sharks perspective. Right. To me, this says the fact that the, that the Kakanen deal was done 
before a James Reimer situation tells me Aiden Hill's not playing again this year. Yeah. I mean, if they're going to hang on to him, then yeah, then I think it's best to sit Hill. You have a, you have a goaltender who for now is healthy, who, who, Mm -hmm. as we saw in the discord channel, the highlights of him making a save, you know, at the face off dot earlier this year. Um, but it gives them the depth that they they pretty much needed, and uh, gets Sachenko back to the Cuda to get some regular playing time, and they needed. So, uh, as yeah, yeah, I I don't know. It depends. Like, if I, but I agree. Like, if if the deadline passes, and then you have somehow a healthy Aiden Hill, which I again I don't think that's the case. I think that the Sharks don't make this move, and then. And then just be like, oh, we'll just put Aiden Hill through waivers. And, you know, and if he clears, he clears after, you know, and just making this complete log jam of guys down in the, the AHL of because, again, they, they just um, you already have Melnichuk down there. You have Alex Stalock down there. Don't forget, um, you know, and then now so with Sachanko going back down there um, <laughs> like that's Goalie that death. Is suddenly <laughs> a very crowded crease for the Barracuda. And obviously the Barracuda have other guys down there other than Melnichuk that have been playing. Um, I just don't know who they have down there right now. Harvey, I think. I don't know. Let's see again. I haven't watched enough Barracuda this year. I, I, I know the, I know the players that matter, but there's a lot of players down there that yeah. don't right now. You have Melnichuk, Iman, Stalock, now Sachenko. Yeah. So you got a log jam there. And, and with that, we have gone past noon here on the Pacific coast. And, uh, yeah, I can do about 50. All right. So that is it for, the deadline, of course, as we always say, and Nick, Nick, I say Nick Merkley on there. Uh, as Ian has said, there are deadlines that go on th- that will go through uh, past the noon, so we'll still wait to yeah, hear that. As long as as long as the paperwork was submitted, now the trades can be announced later, and they'll trickle out again. So just because James Reimer is not another team right this second doesn't mean that it hasn't been done. We'll see. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see. Again, some teams like there's some teams where I think yeah. uh, there's there's some teams where I'm probably if I'm a fan of those teams, I'm probably really angry right now. And now we're getting some updates now as the noon hour has come upon us. Eric Stevens likely to be will be announced afterward, but it would be an utter shock if a Ricard Raquel trade is not completed. He's on the move. Emily Kaplan of ESPN is saying sources are or that the Penguins are in on Ricard Raquel for the Ducks. That'd be a nice pickup for them. And it gets us out of the Pacific Division. Uh, the Coyotes did not deal Jacob Chikrin. They'll probably revisit that in the summer. Of course, that injury probably did not help things no, out. No, worst that's a possible big one. time for an injury uh, on Jacob Chikrin. Um, I remember I, when, when it got announced, I went to the DMs. I'm like, oh man, that's a disaster for Arizona. Um, but again, you know, here, obviously, like there's there is a certain amount of pressure that comes with the trade deadline, but like it's not like Arizona. Like Arizona has a ton of picks. Yeah, and, and, you know what I mean. I so think like between Seattle and Arizona, they're fighting for the most picks they can possibly get. Right. Um. So for Arizona, like having to do that trade in the summer, I that's not a disaster. Like it's you know they, again, this is a controlled asset. This isn't like Jacob Trickern walks for nothing this summer, right? Like he's, he's a controlled right. asset. So for the coyotes, I don't think it's a big deal that he's still there. Yeah. 
So, uh, Skylar, I was just thinking of the same thing with the, with the Arizona Coyotes. No fis, Phil Kessel trade, huh? I'm surprised there wasn't much for Phil Kessel. Granted, he's had a little bit of a rough rough year, but then again, he's with the Coyotes. So, um, Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I like Phil Kessel. I think Phil Kessel has taken far more shit during his career than he probably should have. But again, like, you know, teams have got to make, like, is Phil Kessel a for sure, for sure going to put a playoff team over the line? I, I don't. I, I think that it, that career is probably sailed. Yeah. Right. So it's it's. I, I think that's a tricky. He he's a he's a trickier player based on contract. And now you look at. I mean, Arizona can obviously hold back some salary and stuff, but it's a tricky one. Yeah. The most recent one now we're starting to get some of those post twelve, um, uh, twelve p.m. moves. Uh, Emily Kaplan just saying that uh, Kessel is staying put in Arizona. Uh, David Pagnotta or Pagnota, however you want to pronounce it, uh, from the mm-hmm. fourth period. Philadelphia has traded uh, Derek Broussard to Edmonton, and so so we're starting to get a little bit more on on the post trade deadlines there uh going forward so yeah amanda castle even tweeting out doesn't look like he's going out anywhere so that's interesting to see so all right so now we kind of sit sit and wait on uh on the on the last minute deals does barabanov get moved uh granted um, we have probably a, not i think it's, we're probably just gonna I chance don't, I think on the sharks the Sharks are probably going to recircle the wagon there. It sounds like it's a player they want to keep. Um, again, I think that the Sharks feel like, again, right? Like there's certain pressure points in a season where, you know, things kind of, you can you can put pressure. I think with the trade deadline approaching and him being a pending UFA, like, you know, there's a little pressure there that Barabanov can kind of turn. If you get through that, I think it makes it a more... Um, a less maybe a little less contentious of a negotiation um with the with the pressure of the trade deadline not being or like he could still walk for, as a free agent for nothing in in the in the spring and or i guess late summer um but you know they don't that's it's not a move they had to make um they don't have to they i'm not mad they didn't trade him i'm not mad that deal's not done we'll see how it plays out it's I, i'm willing to let it play out uh pagnota is Ducks have traded our card Raquel to the Penguins. Uh, from what I've seen, it looks like it's a second-round pick and a prospect, um, according to Frank Saravelli as well. That's the case. So that shark killer is no longer in the Pacific Division. So we'll see that. Uh, Kaka Niami's contract is an eight-year deal with a $4.82 million AAV. That's not bad. That's not too bad at all. That's a weird a weird contract like you say just it's just it's it's probably like the the money's fine um the term just like if you're the player i don't know why you would sign um that term for for that money like you'd probably hope that you could sign you know a three-year deal and then in three years revisit and make more money but it'll be interesting to see how the actual money in that contract looks uh as that contract expends when we actually look at the money um, itself, and that's a pretty solid deal. That's a movable deal, for that matter, too. Uh, and oh, absolutely. You know, so uh, 
Pacific Division wise, I mean, LA didn't do too much. Uh, found money. They should. Uh, LA did exactly what they should do. LA is 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 playing with found money. Um, and uh, look at LA. This is this is just the beginning to their to their rise, probably back to prominence. Um, and this is what they should be doing. This is not a team that's going to go and win the Stanley Cup this year. Uh, I think they have a couple of contracts that they would probably like to move on from first before they really go all in found money for them. I think they should just enjoy whatever they get from this season because they probably weren't supposed to be here this quickly. Yeah. Though they they've had a great run. I mean, early on it was Anaheim. Anaheim's kind of slipped down uh, a little bit, but uh, yeah, LA is going to be making, making it uh, for, for the Kings for GM Rod Blake. As for Kyle Dubas, uh, no additional trades. Uh, that's how we'll roll the rest of the year. So, <sighs> so they they just I had Razzit clear waivers. Yeah. They lost Harry Sateri two waivers to the Arizona mm-hmm. Coyotes. Uh, I haven't heard anything I updated on... I can't imagine if the Leafs are if the Leafs are bounced in the first round. I don't know how. I like Kyle Dubas, but I don't know how Kyle Dubas survives that. Yeah. Uh, if the Leafs get bounced in the first round, I can't imagine uh, how he survives. Yeah, so... <laughs> uh, and for that matter, Sheldon Keith, who's who's one of his closest buddies... I don't know. Assume, I don't right? think... I think Sheldon Keith has done fine. Like, I don't really have an issue with Sheldon Keefe as much as, but Dubas, like, look at, um, like this team has so little wiggle room to do anything. And it's just, you know, like, I don't know if I think Sheldon Keefe is kind of, you know, I talk about found money. I think Jack Campbell's kind of been found money for, for, um, Sheldon Keefe, but I just, I don't, I look at this team and I don't know how, you I, like anyone expects this to be uh, a true contender in the East. Yep. Uh, Elliot Freeman saying Chicago and Calgary talking Ryan Carpenter as a deadline uh, fit. Uh, that Max Domi is on the move from Aaron Port's line. Mm. So a few last minute deals here. Yeah, some, like Max well, Domi. It's unfortunate too. to have to go on five minutes, but yeah, yes. it's like um, there's there's going to be some. Definitely some, I think there's going to be some fascinating things still happen, especially like Max Domi. I'd like to see what that return looks like. Um, right. Yeah. Some, some really interesting things. Since we've got like a little bit of time left, I think probably let's just focus on the Sharks yep. here. And, and, um, and just said, it sounds like the Sharks might have another small deal to announce. That could be the Boteto for uh, Nick Merkley deal, but that remains to be seen at this time. So, mm. uh, but go ahead, Ian. I mean, I guess like the, I, the, the so the big question is right now is, you know, so how is, is this a good trade deadline for the Sharks? Is this a bad trade deadline for the Sharks or is this just a trade deadline for the Sharks? <laughs> I, I don't think it's like it's not amazing, right? Like, I'm not going to tell you like this has been a slam dunk for for the San Jose Sharks, depending on what happens. Um but I don't think it's been like this isn't terrible. Mm-mm. Like I don't think this is a terrible. I don't. I don't know if we're gonna look back here and be like, oh man, we might. Like I said after the the hurdle extension, right? Like this 
this right here, this is right now, this is going to be where this this is going to be where we look back in five years and go, man, the Sharks, what a what a ballsy move and it paid off or it's going to be the thing that sets them back half a decade, right? Yeah. That's the reality of it. I'm skeptical. This is going to be the, oh man, Doug Wilson, man, balls on the table. This is, this is, he's the greatest GM ever. <laughs> like, I'm really skeptical. That's what we're going to be saying in five years. I hope that's what we're saying because I'm a Sharks fan, right? Like, I want the Sharks to do good. Um, but I'm skeptical. But this right here, man, this is, this is going to be the time that we're going to look back on and say, wow, this is either work they really fucked up the team or this is where they're going for it. And some people are going to be like, Oh, but how can you say that now after, you know, the Eric Carlson extension and blah, 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 blah. The, the, the difference is here, right? Like the Eric Carlson thing, like they were going all in. And at that point they were still a perennial playoff team. This is where they had a chance to course correct mm-hmm. this. That's why this is so pivotal because this is where the sharks had a chance to course correct. Now they, they've they've gone on a minor deviation but like it's not like and 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 i'm not saying that you know if they went and just tore it down to the bolts and traded everything that things would be better for them down the road right right but by basically staying course which is what they've done here Mm -hmm. like that's why this is going to make this trade deadline this whole time for the sharks so pivotal as far as how we're going to look back at Doug Wilson's tenure as GM, or maybe, you know, maybe this will be a disaster and we'll be like, yeah, but Joe, you know, but, but the, the super Doug Wilson apologies be like, yeah, but that was Joe. Will. it wasn't Doug Wilson. I don't know. Ah, yeah. I don't know, but he's been involved in all, all that stuff throughout, throughout his um, time away from the organization. Uh, Pierre Lebrun saying James Reimer stayed put, was not traded yeah. by San Jose. Sharks did not want to move him, but teams were calling. Uh, Interesting. Again, so to me, again, that says that Aiden Hill is not playing again this season. Yeah, something and then must they'll be revisit though. it in the summer. Yeah. And uh, Don't mean to Colorado. Oh, Carolina, sorry. Carolina, oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that'll be... Man, it's going to be interesting. I wish that I could stay here and uh, and and talk a bunch, but I have to. You have to. Up. You have yeah. to go. Uh, so I have to go to my actual job, which yes. is very sad. So Ian, I appreciate you jumping on. I I wish you uh, a good day at the uh, paying gig, of course. Yeah. So I hope so too. So um, <laughs> I don't know. Let's uh, let's see what happens. Right. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, going forward, maybe if anything else changes, maybe we can jump on later. And, yeah do a recap or something um, maybe later on this evening um, after I'm home. But I mean, for right now, I appreciate look at like, I think there was like 60 some people watching at peak um, when there really wasn't a super lot to talk about. I hope that you guys have enjoyed the show. I apologize that I have to uh, cut bait early here now that the, all the fun stuff's going to happen, but um, <laughs> appreciate everyone watching. Um, and again, if you're watching this late, hit us up in the comments yeah. and we will, uh, we will go from there. Yep. But I bid you farewell. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Ian, thank you very much. Uh, we'll jump on uh, right now. Uh, I'll just take the solo feed for a moment just to see if any other thing comes out, especially if there's that small deal that happens. So, Ian, appreciate you, bud. Take care. Yep. Have a good day at work. Uh, in the meantime, uh, and just a bunch of love coming right there right from Ian. So <laughs> thank you, buddy. Uh, All right. Ciao. Ciao.
All right. Uh, Ryan, or I'm hoping on that, we're still waiting on the Joe Will media call that's going to take place uh, in within the next half hour. So maybe something has come up uh, with the Sharks uh, at the uh, deadline here. Again, if you're just joining us, the Sharks have made a number of moves at the deadline to bring in um, uh, a couple of fifth-round picks. You got a goaltender, Kapo Kakinen, from the Minnesota Wild, who, who had some pretty decent numbers for Minnesota in the last two call, uh, last two um, seasons, indeed. Uh, so we'll see if uh, things happen from there. So uh, seeing if we can get somebody else to jump on here with me as we as we wait on uh on the joe will call and all that uh if you're still watching us thanks for watching hit us hit the subscribe button down below uh appreciate each and every one of you for joining us here uh if you are uh, new to the show here's how you do it chat with us and fellow sharks fans on the page or the app follow us on the social twitter instagram facebook youtube soundcloud Reddit, Discord, and of course, find everything at tealtownusa.com. So, uh, so with that, <laughs> so that now, now we're, uh, just waiting. You know, we're just hoping and hearing if anything gets, um, picked up. Uh, looks like a second round pick in 2022 plus a prospect and a roster player to Anaheim for Ricard Raquel almost similar to what the uh, Sharks were asking for for Jake Middleton. Uh, that's from Bob McKenzie uh, as of right now. So uh, let's see here. We're going to clear out some of the uh, stuff here. So we're going to do some housekeeping for a moment here while I uh, get everything uh, taken care of by going on here. We're going to wait for any other trades to come down as of this moment and uh we're gonna go from here to here with uh with all the uh there we go hi again everyone as we uh clear out all this as uh welcome to our uh, trade deadline special here on teal town usa i am eric Kura with you uh ian reed was uh with me here a little bit earlier and uh, as you are just tuning in, the Sharks have made uh, a few trades at the deadline here. Again, uh, getting a couple of fifth-round picks in 2022 and 2024, one of which was their own. Um, uh, so you have, uh, let's, let's start with the beginning with uh, Kapo Kakinen and a fifth-round pick uh, from Minnesota in exchange for Jake Middleton. Uh, you also have... You also have a um, the trade with uh, uh, Colorado sending a, a fifth round pick back to San Jose for Andrew Cogliano. Uh, you also have um, uh, reportedly uh, left-handed defenseman Anthony Batetto from the Rangers farm system in Hartford for forward Nick Merkley. Um, so you have that. Uh, so be on the lookout for that, <laughs> uh, for sure. So, all right. Waiting on that. We might just get out of here. Uh, Ryan Carpenter uh, is headed to Calgary pending a trade call. 
So we're, we're going to see that in exchange for a 2024 fifth-round pick. So those fifth-round picks are uh, pretty popular today. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, still working on the cop return for Winnipeg. It sounds like a pick's and a prospect. Uh, we're still waiting on, on that deal to go through. Uh, Vegas was trying to make some moves at the last minute, uh, hearing that there might have been uh, Dadanoff going, uh, going away from Vegas. I don't know if they were going to do that to just get a... Um, uh, get some cap space to make another move, but it doesn't look like anything. Uh, so, so there's all your Sharks acquisitions uh, for right now. Uh, Potato, uh, we're still waiting for that to be finalized. Cogliano's uh, trade gets uh, a fifth rounder in 2024. Capo Kakinen, the goaltender, which, you know, as, as Ian said, you know, as Ian said earlier, that there's a possibility that uh, that could be um, that that last pick, uh, you know, going on Capo Kakinen, you know, with uh, Aiden Hill out uh, could be something to fill in for the time being, uh, you know, uh, in the fifth round pick coming back from Minnesota, which is San Jose's own fifth round pick in this year's draft. Uh, let's take a look at. Uh, had some of the um, comments in here. So we traded a second round pick for Hill to be a third goalie at the moment. Um, you can say that, but he's injured at the, at this time. So who knows what's going to go on there? Uh, indeed, you know, uh, Ricky Barton say her Holy F uh, we were buyers. We bought a goalie for a rookie, uh, you know, Denver Doyle is saying, why not trade Reimer while his value is the highest it will ever be. Uh, they listen to some trade calls. They're also in goalie trouble, too. Uh, and there was something that, that didn't click for it. We'll hopefully get some uh, comments. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll get some comments from Joe Will afterwards in uh, just a sec. Hoping to hear something from that. I'm looking to see what else is going on here. Nothing at the moment. So still getting those last-minute trades in before... Uh, everything goes down. Uh, definitely nothing like last year where the Sharks were involved in being a broker with their cap space. Uh, and uh, like we mentioned earlier, partly because the... the get <laughs> Landy, if you're watching, get on. <laughs> Ryan, also jump on, my friends. Let's make this happen. But... Um, yeah, I don't think you know, a lot of cap space issues. I think, like we said, the East was all set to go as well. So, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, <laughs> PJ48. Uh, if we didn't have Hill all year, Sachinko would have 20 starts by now. Yeah, and you would think, who knows? He, they might have played Reimer 20 starts in a row. <laughs> so with that uh you know uh denver doyle i'm glad we got good value for middleton i th but i thought we could get a lot for reimer i, I i'm with you in the same uh, same spot you you get the fifth back and you get a good young goaltender who pl has played fairly well for minnesota uh apparently he'll meet the the sharks in calgary 
so we'll see on that. Uh, but I thought uh, we could get a lot for Reimer. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, so uh, we are getting uh, more words from uh, Kevin Weeks. Uh, the Red Wings are trading Vladislav Nemestikov to Dallas for a fourth round pick. So uh, Dallas makes a move at the end of the deadline here. Uh, of course, they re-signed Joe Pavelski uh, to a to an extension. And so let's see if there's any other things coming on right now. Doesn't look like too much, so we'll see. But it's been fairly quiet. Like we said, no broker deals or anything like that. Uh, definitely a lot of retained salary in the in the sense of like Claude Giroux, uh, you know. Uh, Giordano to Toronto. I, I think uh, they found the right spots for that, and it will take care of it of things. So, stars are going for it. Yeah, I could see the stars are kind of going for it, where they're uh, fighting for a uh, uh, playoff spot. And and let's see if I can pull up the standings here. Uh, let's see if I can pull that up right now. As uh, yep, here we go. Hopefully, I can get this up. There we go. That's the Western Conference playoff race as of today. Uh, Dallas is one point out. They have three games in hand on the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, who sit at 72 points. Nashville has has had their ups and downs. With 20 games left, they're at 76, tied with Minnesota. So Minnesota picking up Marc-Andre Fleury today to, uh, uh, to uh, get all that fun fun pickup so uh st louis just a point out at 77 you've been seeing more philly huso than you have jordan bennington colorado's just you know chef's kiss of of the uh of the of the league right now uh they're at 93 points and imagine they're doing this without uh <laughs> without gabriel landeskog too it's been uh it's been a team effort all around uh surprised that they didn't get more done today besides just you know you know then just the uh uh the cogliano trade so we'll see on that and of course in the pacific calgary's starting to run away with it they're at uh, 84 points la's at 76 and edmonton at 74 uh edmonton got a uh got Derek broussard in a last-minute deal from the Flyers, so we'll see how that goes on there. Uh, yeah, Nemestikov, this, that's the con confirmation fourth-round pick to Detroit. Going back, um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, I get a kick out of that. You know, uh, PJ Forty Coyotes punked the Maple Leafs on the waiver wire, claimed probably the best goalie outside the NHL for nothing. Sateri, he bailed out of the KHL due to the war and wanted to go to Toronto. Nope. Arizona. At least they'll have some nice weather. May not make the playoffs, but you know, that is set in stone, my friends. Unfortunately, uh, could have been a nice pickup. And then Morazic cleared waivers today, so he'll most likely be headed to the Marlies, or they'll magically just call him up. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. So, well, we are at twelve twenty-seven. Uh, we're waiting for. Uh, we're waiting on on every little possible that's uh, moving at this moment. So, ah, uh, 
Yeah, uh, Jake, yep, and Jake DeBrusque remains a Bruin. No late trade coming there. So the Bruins are done. Uh, he signed a two-year extension, $4 million AAV on that one. So we'll see what the Bruins, if the Bruins did anything else at the end. Uh, Evan Allen, your comments in the chat here as we, uh, as we start to wrap things up. I feel uh, the front office made moves just to say they made moves. There's clearly no solid plan on how to improve the team and the re. Bill refusal makes everything worse. Duct tape truck size holes. Um, you lose Middleton. You lose. Uh, you lose Middleton. You lose uh, the uh, your left-handed defenseman for Eric Carlson. So you wonder who's going to come in that way. Does Ryan Merkley get the call up? The the word of Anthony Batetto. Does he get up there? Does Redeem Shimmick make a move? uh and this one for sure so we'll see what we got going on here uh you know so we'll see they 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 got uh two players to probably help them right now and two fifth round picks uh is that good enough um we shall see i'm definitely um Getting someone here, and I'll get some new analysts. Yes. <laughs> One of our new analysts is going to be coming on here, so let me get him on here. Ryan Needle. Let's get him on here. Make sure he's uh, all situated and everything. Could I stall anymore? I don't know. <laughs> but... uh all right, we're getting him logged in here. Uh, Ryan, you got you got me, my friend. That I do. That I do. All right, thank you very much. Uh, yeah. How are you? Uh, well, over in beautiful Oahu this morning. Waking up, I uh, slept a little bit longer than, than I wanted to. But <laughs> woke up to woke up to plenty of news this morning. But yep. So doing good. So just broke. Just made sure to get everything in there. But uh, uh. From everything you saw from the Sharks today, um, you know, what do you what do you think of everything that went down? Yeah, loved the Middleton move. I mean, I was as days went on, I was like, is this gonna is this gonna happen? Like, are they gonna do the right thing? But glad to see that they did sell high. Um, Kakinen, I do like as a goalie, especially with how the Hill experiment isn't going how they wanted to. Reimer is a 34-year-old goalie who should be your 1B or your backup. And then Melnichuk um, probably isn't ready yet. So I like the gamble. I like the return. Um, and then the fifth two is a nice addition. Uh, same thing with Cogs. Um, I mean, just to get anything for him, um, I liked that aspect of it. I'm surprised another name didn't drop, but... I mean, uh, glad they did business, and then I like the business that they did. Yeah, they they had I, they made moves. I don't think if they they necessarily made moves to make moves, but does anything like give you assurance of where the sharks are going? Mm, hard to tell, because I mean, think of who has moved out. Middleton, you have a bunch of left-handed defenseman sort of in the pipeline not a lot but you have like hataka 
Knizhov when he's ready at some point. And then um, kind of a glut. You have Shimik. Who knows what they're going to do with Shimik. Um, and I mean, if, if a guy's price is high, um, I know Jerk was pushing this. Um, if you basically got him for nothing and then you're going to get this sort of return, why not? Yeah. Um, but I liked um, the Cogliano thing. I mean, he was going to be pending. I didn't see them bringing him back. Um, I would have been more able to see them wanting to mix up the bottom six if you saw like a Benino go or a Nieto, someone who's who has term for next year, but also not surprised by them moving them because they do have the term. Yeah, they do have the term, which maybe shook shook the 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 deal off just because they have to have him for another year and I know there's some if I'm not mistaken let me look it up here I'm not mistaken Nieto no Nieto it has two years but nothing big but I believe Benino it's like 2.05 million yep. yeah 2.05 and he's got a modified no trade you know it's like a five team no trade list yeah so I mean there's definitely room to move but uh, no guarantees as to where he could potentially be going. Yeah, with Cogliano gone, I'm hoping come next game we see more of a offensive third line. We can cross our fingers and hope. Um, but you still never know. Yeah. Uh, are you, and Evan Allen in the chat saying, are either of you surprised Bones stayed? I felt he wanted out. Uh, I mean, he did sign two years. Um, so he kind of, I mean, from the outside looking in, how, how do you not see the trajectory of this team if you're signing in two years? So I'm surprised if he did want out knowing everything he knew when he signed. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get surprised. I wouldn't be surprised, to be quite honest, if next year we're talking about Nieto and Benito. Mm -hmm. if yeah. If they're still on this team. Um, yeah, if Nieto's still doing what he's doing, being a positive addition to the bottom six. I mean, not the flashiest guy in terms of goals and assists, but a guy who will normally do more good than he'll do bad. Someone will pay, I mean, based off prices this year, it could change next year, but someone will pay a third, a fourth for him. Yeah. So I could see us, especially where the Sharks are headed. Any draft pick is a good draft pick to have. <laughs> Uh, there were uh, Bobby Margarita, as as he likes to be called, or Bob <laughs> McKenzie. I'd be perfect for over there right now. Uh, it was originally had said Zach Aston Reese was the roster player going to the Ducks for Ricard Raquel, mm. um, along with a prospect in a 2022 second round pick. Um, and then that Max Domi deal was a three way deal with Florida. I don't know what else Florida needs, but uh. Jesus, I did. I just am seeing that now, but I'm not surprised Domi fell um, somewhere. Um, that was sort of a name I pinged last night as um, one to go, um, especially if nothing on the contract extension front was there. Um, so, um, so he's going to Florida. He's going to Carolina. Oh, okay. It might have been um, a three-way deal with Florida uh, to be involved in it. So I'm wondering 
what what mm. part they have towards it. So, yeah, that's gonna yeah. be interesting. That that's definitely a weird one. <laughs> I think. I mean, what I mean, yeah, like you said, what else can they really add at this point? So, plus from Columbus, I'm just trying to take a look here real fast. Sorry, like who? Who besides Domi would they be looking to move out? Yeah. Unless, like, the other pending UFA. Mm, no, because they st- they have Dean Kukin, who's a UFA, and then there's Corpusalo, who's a UFA, also a name I'm surprised didn't get moved at the deadline since he's a pending UFA. But, yeah, that'll be interesting as things unfold here, the, the details. Big time. I'm trying to just see if there's anything else going on right now. Uh, oh, there it is. Uh, Dallas added Nemestikov. Yep. Saw that the four, fourth Just round missed pick. that one. That's uh, great business for, I mean, both teams pending UFA. Another name I thought would go but was surprised hadn't go yet. Um, but Dallas, I think, is seeing if maybe they can do something there just a little bit um so not a bad move yep i'm just more interested to see how what <laughs> what florida has in the mix here yeah uh pierre lebrun just tweeting out florida involved as a third broker team between caroline and columbus to make the max domi money work under the cap there's a few unsigned players involved, complicated transactions. So that's going to be an interesting one. <laughs> no wonder it's taking forever. Yeah, so that that could be an interesting one down the road. It seems like any deal after the deadline takes longer to get out there in the world than one during the deadline because I think teams are like, yeah, we have time. But I'm surprised that... Florida is being used as a broker. So, I mean, if it, 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 looking at their cap situation, it does sound complicated. Um, so, like I said, will be interesting to see how that one unfolds as we get along here. Yeah. I mean, that just seems all sorts of weirdness of, of all teams that needed to uh, make moves that Florida came into the day. Uh, with just $198,000 of cap space. <laughs> hey, so, any cap space is cap space. So I wonder if there's a if there is a move that that corresponds with that right now. So uh so we shall see. But overall, do you believe um I mean with what the Sharks did, you you pick up a goaltender that's basically fills in for Hill. You get a couple of fifth rounders back. Um, you know, it's, I th- I mean, to me, it's business that needed to be done. Um, nothing too telling yet. I mean, I think if we saw like a LeBanc drop, um, that sort of trade, then it's like, oh, okay, what are we doing here? Um, but I think where the Sharks are at, I think those sort of moves, um, are going to be more of an off season sort of thing. So I, I look at the draft to be, a prime spot for a LeBanc trade if if they do decide that they want to move on from him. Um, but I, I like that with Cogs gone, someone will get an opportunity, yeah. hopefully. 
So it's just a matter of who, unless we see a steady fourth line of VL, Blank, and Gadjevic, um, which, I mean, VL, don't get me wrong, I like Gadjevic has shown some things, but you got guys in the Barracuda who, I mean, it's this late in the season, unless they really think they're going to make the playoffs, like, <laughs> just give someone a chance, like, and then I know he likes to play his hardball, Bob, especially with Leonard. Leonard played, what, two games and then got the scratch? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if I'm a young guy looking at that, I'm like, eh, do I want to go up? But I think it's it's needed to see what you have. Because um, I was listening a little bit earlier when Ian said with Blickfield, it's sort of a, you got to figure out what you got there. So, right. I mean, I... I see that name as the first name to be a call-up um, coming up here if they do have the space um, to do it. Um, so we can only hope that they will, just just to see what they have, especially since he is a pending RFA. Um, oh. You got to make a decision. What? Uh, Did something happen? Uh, Kekalainen, the GM for the Columbus Blue Jackets, says, dummy trade call has not compl- has been completed yet. Also says 33 traits are in the queue at Central Registry. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. We might be oh, here for geez. a bit. All right. <laughs> you didn't have to do anything today, right? Uh, not, not quite yet. <laughs> Maybe a little bit later. Let me let me let them know. Uh, there's a delay. Maybe not quite yet. All right. Uh, somebody ordered DoorDash for us. Wow, right? that, is, that is a big number. 33 trades apparently are on hold at Central Registry. Um, wow. That's crazy, you know. Because uh, <laughs> I, was, I was mentioning, I was texting Jerk here this morning, and I was like, I'm really surprised. Like, right before I hit 10, I was like, it's really it's really quiet. quiet. Like, there's nothing. I was like, either there really isn't going to be anything, or everyone's just, I need to get this in before 12 Pacific. And <laughs> <laughs> there's the answer. <laughs> So get get ready. Make sure you're following your uh, Twitter people, or just hang out with us, and uh, we're we're about to find out what the heck it is going on uh, around the entire tr- NHL. Trickle in here. Yeah, I mean, we you hear that Max Domi trade. Now we're like, okay, let's see what else he got going on. All yeah, right? thirty-three. I mean, shoot, uh, out of those thirty-three, one has to be interesting uh yeah um <laughs> they can't all just be ahlers for ahlers but <laughs> we can so, we can hope here so there is still one we hear there's one more small trade um the sharks haven't said anything about the potato for merkley deal yet and so and a lot of the uh a lot of the insiders are uh very quiet right now and I'm seeing what else is uh, going on here. Yeah, uh, backlog at headquarters. Uh, it's what uh, Curtis Jeez. Michelle said. <laughs> you know, uh, because the Joe Will's press conference was to be at what? It was supposed what to be around it? noon. Hmm. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, so. We they must have something going on. Yeah, there and man, it's gonna come. <laughs> it's just gonna come out at, at in just a big old boom. It seems like so. We'll we'll stay on with you until this 
this happens. Uh, Dana, who, spoiler alert, makes her debut on After Dark tomorrow following Sharks and Flames. Where do y'all think Bones and Nieto could be going? Um, small moves? I mean, I could, I... I mean, they could be one of the 33 going. <laughs> that might be why there is no press conference yet. Yeah. Um, so we shall wait and see. I mean, wouldn't be mad about it. I mean, the telling one of the two, if they get moved, Nieto, you can replace with... Draw a name out of the hat. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Bonino, that'll be an interesting one. Especially because, do you put Weatherby as a 3C? Do you call up Sasha as your 3C? Um, does Reedy get the bump at 3C? I know he's gotten some some time there um, <laughs> when we had some injuries. But, yeah, if, if Bonino is gone here, that, like you were mentioning earlier, you'd asked what direction the Sharks are going to go. That's going to be a telling one. And that's the big thing, isn't it? Is the whole thing of if, if, if these small trades go through, or trade, I should say. We've only heard one that's supposedly going, and it could be the one that we're talking about with the Rangers, with Nick Merkley and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, oh man. Um, he, he, I don't know. It, it, it's like... You, you got to get guys to come up. You got to give them a shot. Like like Ian said earlier, you know, you got to know what Blickfield's doing. You know, you got to get Shemilovsky up here. You know, you got to see what you have bef- like before the big influx comes in. Yeah, they're not they're not in a spot to just say, yeah, let's hold out with what we have in the NHL. You're not going to make the playoffs. Nothing exciting is going to happen for the rest of the year. Like, give these guys some time. If if anyone in your top six, I mean, as good of a season as they're having, if, God forbid, anything happens, if someone has a small little something in a game and they're a question mark to go, it's like, yeah, take a seat. <laughs> let, someone, let someone else fill in for you tonight. Come back the next day. <laughs> right. Because, I mean... I'm not saying we should tank, but <laughs> a better draft pick wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad about that. Um, True, but yeah, it, it's at a point where you definitely gotta. We'll probably see a lot of ups and downs with Bob here. It'll be uh, you get two games, you get two games, and and then if and, if you're really good, I'm gonna scratch you after you score a goal. <laughs> right? Exactly. So. Noah Gregor won't be playing next game. Got it. Yes, got it. Yes. No, Noah Gregor scratched and there we go. Um, uh, to be fair, and of course, AJ's joking here, 20 of those 33 transactions are probably Seattle collecting more second round picks. Yeah. Seattle or Arizona are going to have a competition here about right? who's going to have more. I think what's, what's the count now? We have four for Arizona and they just, well, five until they made the Jack McBain trade, great trade for them. And then here we have Seattle. Oh, it's a tie, 4-4. Nice. We're going to head into the shootout, it seems like, at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Per Kevin Weeks, the Islanders have signed Clutterbuck and Parisi to extensions. So, you know, that's an interesting one for the Islanders there. Zach Parisi, who... um, 
was skating with the team, but Lou did not want to say that he was on the team this offseason, um, which was <laughs> something to see. Like, um, sir, he is wearing a blue and orange practice jersey. I don't know what, what you're you talking He's about. not on the team. He's not on the team. We just loaned him equipment. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, we have Elliot Friedman tweeting about the Nick Merley, Nick Merkley, Anthony Potato trade, oh. that, like it just happened. Okay. Um, so, so a lot of a lot of trades now starting to slowly come out, and Friedman's now saying what we've known for close to about an hour. Uh, yeah. Nick Merkley uh, goes from San Jose to the Rangers uh, for Anthony Potato. Uh, so we finally have that one uh, done. Um, My thinking with that one, um, sorry if I cut you off. I think you got to see if that's uh, Hataka getting a call up for Middleton sort of thing and then fill a body in the AHL. Um, or do you see a Nizev coming up? which I don't see as likely as a Hataka call-up, but I I do see a call-up for a defenseman from the Barracuda, and then they just needed a body to body to fill that spot. I mean, I didn't see Nick Merkley staying next year, especially with who we all know the Sharks have incoming. Um, and he probably is going to want an NHL shot again. Right. Which... I don't know if anyone's going to give him at this point, um, but well, we shall see. Jeez, yep. I forgot he was a part of the uh, Taylor Hall trade. <laughs> right? Craziness. Um, Craziness on that one. Um, so. Well, nothing on nothing the front Nothing on the yet, front yet. So. Uh, yep. Pashelka uh, confirming the deal. Uh, but he's also saying the Sharks will have another minor deal to announce. So there's another one for the Sharks uh, waiting for that to go through. That's um, Mm. waiting for that to happen. Uh, That's, I mean, just trying to think of who would be on the move. I mean, does he consider a Nieto trade a minor trade? (laughs) Is it a... I mean, do we see a Gajevich trade here or shoot a Gajevich. Ryan Dezingle? <laughs> yeah, that that's there's another one, Dezingle, who uh you know, who the Sharks snatched from from the waiver wire from Toronto. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. And and considering that, you know, a minor deal involves Verbanov, I mean it's it's possible <laughs> to see too. So hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully not. I think we we'd hear uh yeah, <laughs> and as I say that in, in in the DMs with Jerk, he's saying Barabanov extension. Come on, announce <laughs> it. Just announce it already. Come on. Yeah, I mean, ah, jeez, it's if if it goes on any longer than I say tomorrow, things are my hundred percent confidence will start to lessen. <laughs> I mean, how do you not sign? I mean, he's. His agent has said he wants to be there. He's playing great. I mean, t- this is the bear ban off that Toronto wanted him to be. Right. Um, I mean, at three million, do I hate it? No. Three, three and a half. I think if he touches four, that's 
that's a bit much based on, I mean, as much as I love the guy, his stats aren't really telling for a four, four million year, four million AAV type of player, um, unless more goals hit the back of the net. But I mean, showing lots of flashes this year, which you gotta like. Great chemistry with Hurdle, so mm-hmm. we we shall see. We shall see indeed. So we're we're waiting for things to finally go through. Uh, we can now confirm the Boteto, Nick Merkley deal uh, with the Rangers. So there's that. There's one more deal according to Curtis Pashelka as to what's going down. Uh, apparently, the Colorado Avalanche Twitter is throwing shade. We're also fully cap compliant without needing LTIR, uh, <laughs> which Dana says. Being cap compliant is so 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth, right? Oh, man. I was surprised we haven't seen more of uh, cash considerations being traded. Um, no. More of future considerations this year, I guess. Yeah, future considerations got moved from Nashville to Toronto as part of a part of one deal. You're, you're good for right now. I know you don't have a, a no trade. You know. <laughs> I think we have a limited no trade. Although I, I I hear AJ's trying to to make make a move with me, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, Flyers get a 2023 fourth rounder from Edmonton for Derek Broussard. I think there's also some salary retention there. There was interest in Jones, but the Flyers were concerned about his injury issues with pros- with the prospect goalies this season. So hmm. maybe Martin Jones doesn't go anywhere. Uh, Again, uh, Edmonton making short-term moves when they need to make bigger moves and they need a goalie, but again, they don't do that. So Edmonton will get bumped in the first round again, folks. Nothing new here. <laughs> Just move away. What What would be the more... Here, I'll ask you this as we're, if mm. we're talking playoffs. Yep. What would be more disappointing? The Oilers or the Leafs miss, missing the second round? I'd have to say... I mean, because Edmonton, they looked hot, and then they had that one streak of just not not looking like themselves, and then they've clawed their way back to third. So, I mean, just based on how the season has gone, I'd say Toronto. I mean, they have such high expectations that offense is just crazy good that this group has been together too long for them not to make the second round like if you look at Edmonton like I mean you have McDavid and Dreisaitl but based uh, compared to what Toronto has they have a little bit less um but again I think it's a disappointment if either of them missed the like get knocked out of that first round but I'd say Toronto again um just because I think if they don't miss it again you got to shake it up somehow <laughs> it it's been too long with these contracts to to run it back <laughs> but we shall see both are candidates to be knocked out in the first round i wouldn't be surprised with how toronto's goaltending is i mean edmonton's goaltending so oh it'll, it'll be curious to see uh, Minnesota Wild Source says the plan as of now is to have Flurry back up Cam Talbot tonight. He's expected to be in the Twin Cities before five. So Flurry is going to be, you know, jumping right into backing up uh, 
Cam Talbot for their game tonight uh, in in St. Paul. So should be interesting. Uh, oh, can you do me a favor though, Ryan? <laughs> can you can you quickly text back Jerk? Okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I just a, saw that. Wondering wondering why Ryan hasn't texted me back. Now I know why. I love seeing him in the rotation. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's because we are in the process of making a trade. So homeboy wants to get it snappy. Oh boy. <laughs> Apparently, uh, according to uh, Russo Hockey on Twitter, Wild owner Craig Leopold sent his plane to Chicago to pick up Flurry. <laughs> So that's how he's going to try to get there before five. So, okay. Yeah. I texted him back. All right. Good. He can stop being an old man. Stop complaining. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Calgary trades goaltender Michael McNeven uh, to Ottawa for future considerations. So, another, another. Got traded again. Hate to see it. Yeah disappointing or no you sounds like you're familiar with him oh the future considerations oh yes oh i <laughs> thought you were talking about mckeven <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh man you know uh yeah <laughs> matt dining uh flurry's pads go well with the wild home jersey yep um that that's a that's a team that has to go i mean at least to the finals at least so who are your I know they were doing this on Trade Center earlier today. Who are mm -hmm. your five teams that you think have the shot to win it all? Now that most of the dust has yeah. settled on this trade deadline. I'd say definitely your early uh it's hard to see. Mm. Obviously your obvious ones are Florida and Tampa and then Colorado. I'd throw Calgary in the mix with what they've done. Markstrom is Looked great this year. I'd say my fifth team. Trying to take a look here. It's kind of a toss up because it's hard to discount a Carolina, maybe maybe a New York if Shesty can stand on his head a little bit longer for that team. But I mean, based on how things are, I'd have to put Carolina in the mix just to have someone from the metro in there yeah. so i'd say carolina florida tampa colorado and calgary um I, did you have a five or for me uh, i mean obviously colorado calgary um bit disappointed that toronto's not on that list right now so i do like what the rangers have done um and of course tampa and florida so i think that's what what they're saying so um, that that second round matchup of geez, it's just that if Toronto gets Toronto's gonna get a Florida or a Carolina, and that's <sighs> just not gonna be. Or wait, nah, they might luck out there, but oh. yeah, if unless Boston can get hot here and take over that third Atlantic spot. I mean, no matter what, I think you have a tough matchup if you're oh. three, if you're third in the division in either division or any of the wild card spots. The the whole thing in the East. I mean, I look at it. Yeah, Columbus is 13 points back, so I think it's safe to say that uh, that uh, um, that the East is set. But right now, 
and I can't do it like Rocket did, but uh, if the playoffs were to start tomorrow, you'd have Florida versus the Capitals, Tampa Bay versus Toronto, so an inter-squad playoff series. Mm-hmm. Tampa, please, can you just change your jerseys? You look, <laughs> you're like a cross between the Leafs and, and the Red Wings, for God's sakes. I think there's that one graphic, I think Jerk had posted it on Twitter, where it was like, um, someone, it was like, three different guys that they're showing up on the graphic from Toronto and Tampa. And I was like, would you believe if I told you these guys played for different teams? <laughs> right. Um, also, uh, you get uh, Carolina and Boston in round one. That would be a good series. Ooh, that's a good series. And then Rangers and Pittsburgh, which, you know, for oh. for the TV audience, for the TV uh, execs, the one that you're just going to be drooling all over, I mean, They'd be like, can we do twice? So <laughs> uh, that I mean, that one you'd have to see going to seven. Um, no matter what, uh, Sharks Twitter here officially announcing the Potato Merkley trade. Yep. So, um, so where's the other trade? Yeah, we're we're waiting on that now. Let's see, and that's a straight on trade. No, yeah, picks involved for that. Four. For there being thirty-three trades in the pipeline, like we're not getting, <laughs> we're not getting some, some spicy news over here, right? Uh, there's there's a triggered alert. This is interesting. Uh, Chicago's general manager Kyle Davidson on Toronto GM Kyle Dew is calling him out on the leak of the Flurry Toronto discussions. I'm aware of his comments, and that's something I'll address in private with Kyle. Uh, so interesting there. So. Mm. Jerk, we've been wanting right, to. We've been wanting to. And Jerk, if you're bored, you know, if you want to jump in on this, we'll, I'll, I'll make sure the camera is off and you can join in on the, uh, on the conversation. You know, especially if the Barabanov extension happens. So, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the holdup for this press conference. Yeah, we're we're waiting on that. Ah <laughs> uh, man, and, and just thinking if you're like the likes of things, uh, if you're waiting and wondering okay um come on joe well let's let's see so there's that one so there's a supposedly one more deal the sharks are in um clutterbucks extension for the islanders is two years parisi's is for one so we have uh that going on here as well uh, i just keep waiting to see anything else that goes down but we'll slowly the Islanders will forever be giving old guys extensions. From an old guy. Jeez. Clutterbuck, 34. Zach Parise, 37. Getting uh, Zach Parise is one I I wouldn't hate if he can still play. The Cal Clutterbuck one is like, eh, you got to, what's the number on that? If that number is anywhere above 3 million, Yikes! Yeah, I'm not sure on that one. I mean, he's a good he's a good thumper for the playoffs, but uh, yeah, you got to make the playoffs. <laughs> got to make the playoffs, indeed. And heck of a run for the Islanders too. It looks like they aren't going to make it, uh, but back to back final four appearances for them. Uh, I mean, whether it was the Eastern Conference Final or the Stanley Cup Semifinal or whatever you want to call it. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think definitely this this year. What was it? Thirteen games on the road to start. Yeah. Something ridiculous. That, that was that's got to do something to you. So, I mean, based on who they have, it's hard to discount them next year. But, Jesus, this team is in dire need of a 
Devon Taves, who they traded away. Yeah, to uh, Colorado, right? Yep. So that's a tough one. Um, so we talked about our, our Stanley Cup picks, like waiting for this one one final Sharks deal. <laughs> you know, uh, it sounds like Joe Will is starting to talk. So from Curtis Pashelka on Anthony Boteto, uh Anthony is a physical veteran defenseman who gives us uh, additional depth on our blue line. Uh, not sure if Potato will be going to Alberta. Presumably, Redeem Shimmick will take Middleton's spot in the land of tomorrow against Calgary. Jeez, hold your horses, everybody! Oh, this this could get interesting. Here, we'll we'll put it up here. We'll, we'll reiterate it again. Uh, a physical veteran defenseman. Oh, that probably got Bob Bugner all excited. That <laughs> uh, gives us additional depth on our blue line. Uh, presumably Shemek will take Middleton spot uh, with Eric Carlson tomorrow. So maybe he won't be. <laughs> maybe he uh, he'll be. Maybe he'll be the early call up instead of Hataka. Oh boy! Oh boy! So I, I can. I'm gonna put it out there. We will see Batetto in a Sharks jersey this year. Oh, I, I don't think you're. I don't think that's a stretch at all, my friend. Shimmick goes down. Uh, who do you want to replace? Anyone? Uh, Hataka? No. no. Potato. Jeez. Right? It, and that's that's the problem. You know, it, it, it's just, oh, God. Is uh, we're, we're acquiring guys Too for much. grit. Yeah. And it's almost like you're, you're, requ- you're acquiring these guys to make a run. Yeah. Like, this is, I mean... Depth trade, stick him in the AHL, great, love it. But if you're looking at him, I mean, it's just how the quote is worded. Physical veteran defenseman <laughs> who gives us additional depth on our blue line. Hmm. Gee, I wonder what no. they're thinking. <laughs> no, Thanks. keep him in the AHL. Oh, man. So we'll see what happens on that one. Uh, we we have that. Uh, we'll, we'll since we're at the top of the hour, we'll just review all the picks, and I'll let you have your say on all of them here. Yep. Um. So the Sharks began the day by trading Jake Middleton to Minnesota in exchange for goaltender Capo Kakinen, and they get their fifth round pick back in this year's draft that they sent to Minnesota as a part of the uh, Devin Dubnik trade. Uh, your thoughts on getting getting that back and, and a farewell for for uh, Middleton and that beautiful stash. Yeah, I mean, great breakout year for him. Um, finally came into his own. Everyone thought maybe last year was the year he was going to finally break into the NHL, got some time, and then this year sort of came out of left field here. And, I mean, great on him. On the Sharks, making the move, cashing in on a guy, getting a goalie prospect that they desperately needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, now Middleton has a chance to go and make it far in the playoffs, hopefully make it to a cup final. But I think a good deal for both sides, um, especially since Minnesota does have um, goalies in the pipeline. Um I'm trying to think of the goalie that they have in the pipeline. I'm drawing a blank. Hmm. It is. I can't find it, but um, 
great deal. I mean, um, sort of thought the Sharks weren't gonna weren't gonna move him as time went on, but uh, they did some some smart business today. <laughs> they need any draft pick and any prospect with potential yeah. at this point. Yeah, they also got that when they traded Andrew Cogliano to the Colorado Avalanche for a 2024 fifth round pick. I mean, another great deal. Sharks have always been good on getting their UFA guys to a place that, or guys are moving to a place that can give them a chance to win. I mean, prime example, Barkley Goodrow. Um, and then, so now you have Jake Middleton, who has a chance to go and make it far in the playoffs. Andrew Cogliano, uh, also on a team who is a Stanley Cup contender who everyone expects to be there. Um, definitely will add some assurances in their, in their bottom six. Gives them a true winger. Because um, I was, I did watch the press conference, um, the Chicago's press conference after they played the Sharks. And I did not see this, but their third line is made up of guys who are mostly centers. Um, so Cogliano gives him a guy on the wing. Ken, I mean, with the Sharks, pop into a third line role, but gives him some stability too on their PK. So great move for both sides. Sharks get a pick that can be whatever they want it to be. Um, knowing um, Doug, I mean, if Doug is good to go by the deadline that fifth and another fifth will turn into a third so can't wait to see that yeah it's gonna be interesting to see um and as we talk about the potato trade which became official just a few minutes ago pj48 saying i think potato might be more of a signing for the barracuda than sj death we hope so but but that we we're hoping we're hoping <laughs> but as we saw with the um with the Stalock move, it was briefly uh, an oh crap, we we need somebody that can play goaltender, yep. and uh, uh, poor poor uh, poor guy. I mean, like but. Jerk is saying before that, he thought Cogliano was going to go for a six. Sharks came out to get a fifth for him. I was in the same boat. Um, I said, if anyone comes calling for him, you take it, um, whatever that is. That is a we don't have a price offer us what you want sort of player. Yeah. Um, so, Hey, Colorado wanted to pay a fifth. I'm not pressed or mad that, um, we took that. Right. Right. So, so, so we're still waiting on the, how many deals in, in, in all the, uh, all the, uh, <laughs> all, all the insiders are, are have been, Fairly quietly, quiet. you know, uh, which is quite interesting. So we shall see how this goes. Um, Makes me wonder if everything is coming all at once or nothing at all. Yeah, I mean, either way, you know, um, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, the Sharks now have a big uh, goalie death issue uh, indeed. PJ asking, what would you guys have expected for Reimer? Someone on Twitter said a fourth, but that seems dramatically undervalued. Uh, if they got a, a fourth round pick offered to them, I don't think they would take it. I think yeah. they were. I I think they were shooting for the stars. 
or not not Dallas, mind you, but I think they're they're going for a big one, uh, a big move down the road here. So uh, I would think at least a second or maybe yeah. a first because he does Something. have one more one more year after this one. Yeah, exactly. Um, definitely agree with what you you're saying. They got it obviously at this point over ask. He's playing better, playing better than anyone ever thought he would play this year. Um, took over the starting role, which no one thought would happen. So I'm not surprised if the ask was, like you said, a first or a second, especially since he does have that other year. And it's not at a bad number either. So that that um, sort of goes in the mix of what the price could be. Indeed. I should say, did you have a trade today that surprised you or anything that sort of caught your eye today? Not necessarily. Um, not even the value for it. I, I think even I, I thought the Lindholm move earlier in the weekend with with Boston and Anaheim, I thought that was a big, a big one. I mm-hmm. think that's why I think Sharks fans were hoping – if Hurdle wasn't going to re-sign with the team, that they would get that in return. Um, Jerk mentioning, if you haven't already, give a shout-out to Kevin Lacey for breaking the Kakanen trade. Absolutely, <laughs> Kevin. Way to go. And in fact, Kevin, this is for you. We have a trade to announce. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate that. Um, you know, we keep waiting for anything, but... Uh, you know. So... Certified insider Kevin Lacey. Yeah. So, again, we're kind of stalling, waiting for this last pick to come down as uh, we're into our third hour. (laughs) I mean, geez, for for them saying 33, I mean, just going back to that number, they're saying 33 in the pipe. (laughs) <laughs> and it's been 14 minutes and we have two trades and one is for future considerations and then the other one was uh, uh yep two for future considerations yeah. sorry and then nothing so we shall see yeah this might get down to just little moves here and there uh pj a five dollar super chat donation nice thank you very much Thank you. Uh, all joking aside, as we should emphasize <laughs> this, Barabana for Corey Perry confirmed. Time for a run. Oh, geez. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, Matt Dynan wanting to know who replaces Col- Colorado Cogliano <laughs> on the wing. Um, yeah, mm. That's going to be an interesting one. You, you're definitely going to poly CVL in the lineup now the rest of the way. It's same with Gajevich. You know, Reedy's been down the middle, so we'll see. Yeah, because you got to think, if you keep your top line of Dahlin, Couture, Meyer, and then you have Barabanov, Hurdle, and someone, say, Balsers on that line, yeah. I mean, it leaves it to, is Noah Gregor going to fill that spot? Is it going to be, Will it be shoot, like John Lennon? You, but you also have a guy like Ryan Dezingle that's currently playing for the Barracuda. It could be mm-hmm. something like that as well. So 
I mean, they have options to put guys there in that third line left wing spot. It's just a matter of who, but then also I think the big thing at this stage is who's going to be on the other side or vice versa. I mean, because if, if we're Bob, I think the hope that that we would all do is Benino in the middle of two young guys, be that Leonard and Gregor, Blickfeld and Gregor, <laughs> whoever. Um, but we shall see. But yeah, you can definitely see Leonard coming back. Uh, Ramirez, uh, eighty three twenty. Is still tried to come back this season? As far as I know, yes. Um, we'll see what it means, but I mean that's probably where LeBanc would slide in is probably on the third line. I like Jaden Helgwatz. I wish I wish Scrabble would be able to jump back in. Um, but again, I think you need you need to find uh, some tryout opportunities for these guys. Um, you know, you're you're not at a tragic number yet, so you know. Uh, I mean, the third line's a good spot to try guys out on. I wouldn't be mad if it's just a revolving door. You get. You get a run of games, and then the next guy gets a run. So we shall see. I mean, Jerk here is saying LeBanc, so also wouldn't be surprised by that. Yeah. So I think we're gonna we're gonna go till about one thirty Pacific, and then we're gonna cut this one off. So and wait to see if this trade comes down. Of course, what's gonna happen? You know what's gonna happen, Ryan. One twenty nine. Right. I'm about yep. to say keep it real, and then then something <laughs> you know comes down. So or or. <laughs> You uh, you get that done, get it turned off. <laughs> yeah. We're chatting here, ten thirty one, boom. Damn it, come on! <laughs> and it's the shark straight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the shark straight. Turn it on. I'd be like, um, jerk, your turn. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be that busy at work. Come on. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Uh, Vegas is doing nice today. I'm sure it's it's nice outside for Las Vegas. Not as nice as. Oahu and it and it's supposedly gorgeous out in uh in Concord, so we'll see. Oh, it is. I am beach bound after this. Oh, gotcha. Oh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know, Evan making a good point. Is Weatherby on the outside? You know, uh, the middle. I mean, Reedy has looked pretty good at that four C. I think we tried the Weatherby thing. We all hoped he would be ready. We kind of saw it that he wasn't fully ready. Um, but I wouldn't be mad if he stays. Um, it's not like he's not doing bad with the Cuda. Um, so I would, I would give him as much playing time as you can this year right. with whether that's, oh, here we go. Huh? Oh, cop conditions. Oh. Conditions are a second from Darren Drager. Conditions are a second that can turn into a first for winning two rounds in the playoffs and cop plays fifty percent of the games. And another second that can be Winnipeg option in twenty two or twenty three. Hmm. So Interesting. finally some news. Finally. <laughs> wasn't trade news. Was was that what was holding up central registry? Is that what's <laughs> going on here? I mean, come on. Oh, boy. So, oh, man. All right, so we talked about cup contenders. Who do you think is your MVP? Who who do you think gets the Hart Trophy? 
I, I'd be hard pressed to not say Matthews. Um, I mean, just look at the year he's having. Right. Um, but I mean, if if I had to give you a top three, it's definitely Matthews, Huberto, and Shesterkin. Those are your three. Okay. Yep. What is yours? Uh, Matthews is up there. Uh, I, to me, like your three, I think McDavid and Drysell cancel each other out. Yep. Uh, I do like Shesterkin. Uh, I I or Shesterkin. <laughs> is is that is that how I say it? Jerk Shestorkin. Okay, my bad. Um, I I almost want to give you know some love to uh, Jacob Markstrom in Calgary. Uh, yeah, I think he's he's done a fantastic job. I think nine shutouts on the season, so it's uh, crazy. <laughs> I mean to go to go with that definitely Shestorkin Markstrom, and I'd say I mean. I'd throw Swayman in there. That's probably not the popular vote for a third Vesna guy, but I'd say top two definitely is um, Shesty and, like you said, Markstrom. Yeah. Not a great. It didn't look like a great signing at first by Carolina, based on the last year that he had. But, geez, good on them. Gotcha. Thank you, Jerk, for that. Um, so we have another one here uh let's see here uh for the prospect to the jets for in the cop trade is morgan baron so there's that uh, well hopefully he'll get to play yeah so. that's someone who um as you know me jerking kevin are in a sim hockey league um he's a guy who I drafted, moved up in the third round to draft in a draft. <laughs> UFA out of, uh, or signed out of college. Um, brother of Justin Barron. So Justin Barron and Morgan Barron both moved on the same day. Is that a first? Mm-hmm. Two brothers being moved on, That's on trade be, deadline day. That's got to be a first. Both moving to Canada. Uh, not too bad. That wasn't. That was another trade where uh, <laughs> I wondered why they gave up so much. Indeed. Um, Colorado, for that sort of player, a second and a second first round um, draft value prospect is a lot to give up. But I mean, also good on Montreal. Like, Jesus. Right. That's, that's a defenseman that you want to have coming in your pipeline. Indeed. So let's see. Uh, you know, Dana asking why why would why would people go around saying goalies shouldn't win uh, win it like Chester? Even if he's in your top pick, I don't know why people insist goalies don't win. It. Price won it. I think people just like the flashy numbers with that forwards bring. I mean, it's especially to the outside public, it's easier for for the masses to understand goals, assists, and the name value over safe percentage, goals against, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, you hate to say it, but like, wow, a goalie won MVP. It's like, 
he hell of a season he's having, but right. Like I said, it's not something that you it's gonna be great to market, but he's deserving of it definitely. So it'll be interesting to see how the voting goes. Um but I mean I think your top two is Matthews and Shisterkin and then my th- I feel like that's where everyone's throw-in sort of is different. <laughs> I mean, because if you give a top three, I mean, granted, their voting is top five, but it's hard to not have those guys. Yeah, it's tough because, I mean, Shesterkin's had a phenomenal year. Markstrom's had a phenomenal year. Um, I, I wonder if it's part of because there's the Vesna talk, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. cancels it out, and that's the tough part too. And and I know Jerks mentioned, you know, Jeremy Swayman for the Calder. Yep. I mean, how how do you how do you even go compare some of the net miners insane. here? Yeah, that's that's also true. It's easy to it's easy to look at forward to defenseman, but it's hard to compare forward and defenseman to goalie. Right. Um. So. But another tough race I should ask you is who do you have winning the Calder? As Jerk mentioned, the oh, Calder. Oh man, um, are you a Michael Bunting I mean, I like, sort of guy? Or I like Bunting. I like Swayman. I um, why can't I think of the defenseman from Detroit? Cider. Cider. I really like Cider. Yep. I mean, you can even you can even give some love for Lucas Raymond. Um, Trevor Zegras. Yeah, Trevor Zegras has made such an impact uh, with the Ducks. Um, you know, I, you wonder if if the if the uh, the Zegras or the or the Michigan Pass or whatever you want to call it kind of gives him a little bit of a boost, a little bit there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I it's going to be. I don't. I don't want to say a bad look, but I mean. Via the rules, he's technically eligible for the Calder. But, I mean, Lucas Raymond just drafted, having a stellar season. Trevor Zegers just drafted, had a stellar season. Moritz Seider, a defenseman, who was, at the time of the draft, when Detroit picked him, everyone was looking around like, whoa, like, what are you, what are you doing here, guys? Like, this guy doesn't shouldn't be drafted at. I think they picked him at six. Um, it was high, but now look at it. So it's that, that I think the heart and the Calder are definitely two races this year that it's sort of like, who do you got? It, it'll be, it'll be good to see um, close races this year. Yeah. It's going to be nice uh, and, and take solace in the fact that, you know, if you didn't win, you know, you know, don't don't take it too personal. So, yeah. So we're at 127 right now. Uh, still haven't heard anything about any updates on the media call or for that third trade. So we're kind of getting to the um, to the thick of it here right now. And I'm looking to see. Uh, yeah, it looks like the Joe Will uh, media conference will be via Zoom at one thirty. Uh, so they'll be chatting with that in just a little bit of time. 
And it sounds like that would be it after that for the Sharks on uh, this day. So yep. uh, waiting for one more uh, trade to come down, but we're we're still waiting on that one to get. Yeah, looking to be a post, uh, post uh, for me, 10.30 sort of announcement here for the Sharks trade, unless it doesn't go through. Yeah. Or it so, just didn't make it through. So. Yeah, we shall see. Dana mentioning here earlier a little bit, where would the Rangers be without Shesty? I'd say yeah. middle of the pack sort of team. Yeah, I think they'd still be a playoff team, but, you know, I don't know. Fighting for a wild card yeah. spot. And and Evan mentioning, you know, Markstrom is kind of an afterthought because Calgary is really good, but mm-hmm. Rangers outside of tending is really bad. I don't know about that. I mean, you can I look mean, at Kreider mm-hmm. as as being a yeah. heck of a player this year as well. I think the big sticking point to the season that Shesterkin is having or Shesterkin is having is look at Kyogev's numbers and how he's doing. Um Oh, some some breaking news yep, in principle for Anaheim and Vegas have agreed to a deal in principle that includes sending Evgeny Dadanov to the Ducks, which not not surprised about. So you got to wonder if Vegas has another move in them or if this is a move to help them in the offseason because they were going to be in cap trouble. <laughs> I mean, dad enough, only one more year at $5 million. I mean, Anaheim can work with that. That's not too bad. So, uh, Dadnoff traded to the Ducks, and that one, they get some more cap space. Indeed, just so they can announce that they've acquired John Gibson in return. <laughs> 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 Which would be so that, Vegas. That would be a trade. Right? You know, so. I mean, we had talked about it a little bit last night on discord um but there's another winger anaheim i mean granted raquel's moving out but with that enough coming in like does that push out someone else does he take raquel's spot um that'll be an interesting thing to see with (laughs) the team a little bit south of us gotcha uh, jerk saying dad and off to Anaheim as I said almost an hour ago sad yeah 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 we know you get things right all the time that's why he got the nothing is points. new <laughs> it's just in water is wet for jerk yes we know but you know what mm-hmm. jerk we love you but uh, appreciate uh, appreciate what you're doing oh yeah yeah if if it's if Comtois is going to Vegas I will yeah, you won't be the disappointed one. Uh, that's okay. for sure. Sure. Oh. Oh? Did we know it was a 2024 fifth-round pick yep. for Andrew Cogliano? Mm-hmm. Okay, I must have missed that. Yeah, it was a 2024 fifth-round pick that was property of the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, so. That deal just got announced. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Sharks just announced odd, that one. Odd that the Sharks announced the potato Merkley trade before the trade that was done before right way before way before that trade was half was finished but you literally what is it a half an hour after the official and official announcement of two ahlers you announce your trade that happened say two hours ago oh my gosh 
So the current contract um, that the Seattle Kraken have is 31. And <laughs> they have, let's see, 1, 5, 6, 9, 10, 11, 12. They have 12 picks in this year's draft. Jeez. They have 1, 4, 6, 9, 10, 12, 13 picks in in the 2023 draft. And one, two, four, five, six, seven, nine picks in the 2024 draft. So 12, 13, nine is what I said. Mm-hmm. So they have <laughs> they have more draft picks than they have players right now. <laughs> uh, They're uh, under contract. So uh, uh, them in Arizona are two teams who I'm really interested in watching what they'll they're going to do here in the next couple of years with how many picks they're uh, they're bringing in here. Uh, starting to get some of the comments coming out of the Joe Will uh, press conference call. Uh, mm-hmm. Andrew was an important player, or is an important leader, and a respected veteran in our dressing room this season. Our players will be better pros for having had Andrew as a teammate. And it goes to show you that how big of a key guy he was not just on the ice, but also off. Uh, definitely w- voiced uh, his thoughts in the media as well. Uh, you think maybe if he was a longer, long-standing player, he might have been, uh, you know, having a, a letter on his sweater because I think he he uh, has dealt with youngsters throughout his career, whether it was in Dallas or Anaheim and everything. So, uh, yeah, great, great veteran guy to bring in kind of felt like maybe this year i mean with the whole Kane thing going on probably helped steady that locker room right. um as an outside voice um so good on him good on the sharks he had a good time with the sharks and now we can see if him and colorado can go and finally win the cup that everyone expects them to win all right what's your cup uh, cup final looking like Right now, I'd have to. I'd be going against my morals if I didn't go with Colorado and Florida. I think those two teams are just too good to not be my early predictions. So, I mean, you have your outside guys, but I, if I had to say two, Colorado and Florida for sure. All right, and then who's your dark horse pick? So you know how AJ and Jerk have LA and Vancouver, respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you think could could sneak in and steal that that spot from one of your two finalists? I mean, the obvious name is Tampa f- instead of Florida, but we're not going to go boring. <laughs> boring is boring. I'd say, honestly, if I had to pick a team. And my dark horse, if he stands on his head some more, I'm going to say New York. Um, okay. I like the competition for them. Um, hopefully, I mean, Georgiev had a great game the other night. 40-plus um, save shutout. So if I, if, if I had to just choose one team, the dark, dark horse, I'd say New York from the east. From the west, I would have to... Mm, 
<laughs> Man, I'd have to say Minnesota. Now that they have Flurry and, and of course Jake Milton, which rude yep. for not sending the private plane to get Jake Middleton. I mean, Flurry could have driven. Rude. <laughs> Close enough. I mean, just there's got to be one airline cheap enough. Like, <laughs> throw the dollars to throw the dollars to the other guy, right? And the Sharks can't like drop them off or anything because they got to go to Calgary. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, so there's that. The call is on. That was actually from the press release. From that, from that uh, info about uh, Cogs from Will, from Joe Will. Hopefully, I did that for you, good jerk. <laughs> so, um, so uh, you know, uh, it, for me, at the beginning of the year, I said Colorado, Toronto. Mm-hmm. Depending, you know, I I would say probably Toronto's. I hate to say dark horse, like predictive dark horse like mm-hmm. a shot out of the cannon uh random one i would say carolina in the east but for me i would say i'm with you i think colorado florida um is the way that the way i see it uh, barring anything dramatic here mm-hmm. dark horse man uh i i and St. Louis didn't do a lot today unless they did something drastically. Uh, but I don't think you count St. Louis. I think I think you go Calgary and Calgary, Carolina might be dark horse. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. Yeah, I was I was looking at Calgary as a as a dark horse out of the out of the West, yeah. especially with the additions they've made this season. The seasons that everyone on that team is having um so i mean two two great picks i'd say do you think vegas makes it oh or do you think man. vancouver makes a run here or say dallas beats them out see i think it'd be dallas that that would if anybody's going to take over vegas i think it'd be dallas and i honestly mm-hmm. think vegas I would love for them to not make it, but I have a feeling they'll they'll get they'll get a lucky break if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know. I don't know. Dallas did add at this deadline, and unless Vegas gets healthy fast, oh come on, you'll you'll find out with like a week to go in the season. I think what what <laughs> the don't the Sharks play them like in April? We'll imagine. Oh, Max Pacioretty's just two weeks away. Mark Stone's back is just doing just fine what robin leonard's almost healthy shocking <laughs> oh man you know like what great timing right so uh some of the comments coming from the the call now everyone here thinks of the thinks the world of middleton we went into the deadline not shopping him but quite a few teams kept calling uh the covid call-ups showed our depth at D but proved our lack of depth at goalie that really drove our decision uh, interesting I mean did did we see more than just three goalies this year no um, did we see them try a Malnichuk no um, so a weird weird thing to say if you didn't try out all the goalies you had available to you <laughs> and and now you have some <laughs> 
I have too much depth now, as Denver Doyle <laughs> says, of course. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I'm, hmm, I don't know. I would have to, you got to think maybe Reimer or Hill are out maybe in the offseason. If I had a hot take, one of those guys might be gone. Because yeah. if Kakinen can play in the NHL, I think you play him in the NHL. Um, unless you pair him in the NHL with Melnichuk, because, I mean, Zachary Mond is not going to be the guy for you. Yeah. Um, so unless, I mean, with all your young forwards coming in, if you really want to stack your AHL team, I'd say maybe, but then Shachenko has shown flashes. So it's yeah. like, do you keep three guys in the AHL or what do you, what do you do? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You have Reimer Hill and now Kakinen up with the big club. You have Sachenko, Stalock, Emon, Melnichuk. Um, mm-hmm. With, with that, you know, depth with the CUDA, I have to think somebody's going to be going down maybe to Orlando in the ECHL. Yeah. Um, you have to wonder what's what's going to go on there. So, uh, Or if maybe a team needs a cheap backup, they look at the Sharks, look at the season Reimer had, and they said, hey, why, why not? Yeah. Uh, Hill has a chronic thing that we don't want to rush. It does us no good to push him into playing. Without being in a playoff push, we want to him. We want him to heal right. It's days to weeks away. Okay, so yeah, get get re- That's reacquainted. Some That's some news here. So Hill has a chronic thing that we don't want to rush. That's news there. I think that's been yep. bugging him all season. If we can, if we're going to take a guess. Um, it does us no good to push him to playing. Well, guess what? You kind of push, you know, James Reimer to play 13 in a row because your co- your coach was too afraid to put a rookie in. Mm-hmm. And without being in a playoff push. Finally, someone someone said it. Someone said the Sharks aren't, aren't making a playoff push. So maybe Bob will finally acknowledge that and... Start to play the young guys. I mean that that right there is is a big statement. And hate to to break things down, but without being in a playoff push, you know, you you come to reality that you are you know on the outside looking in. Are these the? Oh, that's not the correct standings. But I mean, they they're currently you know twelve points out, quarter of the season left. Uh, you you got a goaltender, and you know, you know, Joe Will says, or sorry, Jerk, since you're here, Joe Will, um, I don't anticipate going into next season with all three goalies. Things will be fluid in the summer. That's telling. So, so we'll we see. shall see. This will this will be an interesting. I think it'll be more interesting than it was last year. Yeah, the off season is about to be very interesting. And speaking of which, uh, Joe Will continues. I've been in contact with Barabanov's agent. We have until July to sign him. We're continuing the process with him, and there's no hurry on our part. Good sign, but it's like, why not just get it done already? Yeah. 
to what Jerk said before. We're close to being close. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And, and Jerk, I'm starting to wonder the same thing, too. I'm starting to wonder if the 33 trades in the queue were trades that the insiders already broke but weren't official. Um, yeah. You know, Pashelka said that there was one more minor deal to happen that might have been the Potato Nick Merkley deal. Uh, so that could be uh, it for this day because a lot it's slowed down quite considerably. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, teams called a lot about our players. Middleton was the most serious. Others were kicking tires. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, <laughs> Jerks is like, Jerk is very, you know, he wants this deal to get done. The interest is mutual between the Sharks and Barbie should take one phone call. <laughs> I think you gotta go uh, assert some dominance. Go stomp in there. I, you you know where the office is located, right? So, all right. So I think it's I think it's best that we can wrap this one up now. Um, you know, I I, th- I think we uh, uh, I think we uh, know what what's going on here. So let's reiterate yeah. again: the sharks. We'll go in reverse order of how this all happened. The Sharks acquire Anthony Batetto from the Rangers for uh, forward Mick Merkley. It's probably a minor league deal, let's be honest here, uh, but we'll see. The Sharks also acquired a 2024 fifth-round pick from the Colorado Avalanche for Andrew Cogliano. So Cogs is on his way to Denver. And then earlier today, the Sharks acquired goaltender Capo Kakinen, uh, and a 2022 fifth-round pick from Minnesota, which was theirs in the Devin Dubinick trade of last year, in exchange for Jake Middleton. Uh, also of note, of course, Justin Braun, uh, former Shark Justin Braun, longtime Pickles partner, uh, goes from Philly to the Rangers. So that's your update to everything that's happened uh, on the Teal side. Uh, if you want to see this again and, and relive you know, the last two hours and 45 minutes, <laughs> uh, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher app with Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Smash that subscribe button on YouTube. Please, I'd be appreciative for doing this for almost three hours. I thank you. Uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, <laughs> and of course, always available at tealtownusa.com. Uh, in your in your sim league, uh, Jerk wants you to accept his trade. That, that sounds like he can he can read la- I just checked like two minutes ago it wasn't there okay <laughs> so there there are you happy now <laughs> are you happy now sir uh-huh so uh a couple more comments before we get out of here uh I talked to three or four teams about helping other teams make their trades so the the uh the uh broker I agreed to a few retention deals, but their deals blew up. One of my favorite things is always to hear trades that didn't go through. Right. Uh So you have to think those three or four trades were for someone big or someone on a contract to a contender that needed that double retention. Uh, the Sharks are also saying, uh, Joe Will saying, we have a minor player trade that hasn't been announced yet. So there is one more going on. My God, come on. <laughs> Central Registry, let's they're just, go. They're just, keep, they're just keeping you in. They're just keeping you in. Just like, 
We're just gonna dangle it. We're just gonna dangle it. <laughs> oh, oh, maybe maybe we do. Maybe we don't. I'm like, come on. <laughs> so we have one more trade to announce. We'll see. Can't when... he just announce it on the press conference? Right. <laughs> I'm sure there's some legal ramifications, of course, <laughs> tampering and such. So I get it, but that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, this has been one of those days. The Sharks get you know two fifth round picks. They get a goaltender, uh, which you know could be temporary, could be more. Uh, it remains to be seen. Does does James Re- James Reimer get moved uh, next year? Does Aiden Hill, uh, with with his freshness, um, you know, with his injury, does he get moved? Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, indeed. So, uh, and then Cogs, good luck getting the cup. Uh, be cool to see you uh, get get one done. I'm not. I trying to remember if he if he has one. Jerk, you know this one. Come on. Cogs has a cup or not? We'll we'll wait. Okay, maybe not. But <laughs> uh, so all right. So with that, I think we're going to get out of here. <laughs> I mean, oh, you've Matthew. been here long enough. Matthew Phipps, come on. Uh, you know, please be Lane Peterson. Come on. <laughs> Why he's actually doing good where he belongs in the AHL? It, precisely, indeed. Uh, uh, he does not have a cup. He does not have a cup, so he does not. Cogs going for it, you know. Wish him well. Uh, okay, I'll I'll ask you one more question. Which yep. former shark would you like to see hoist the cut this year? Ooh. Because you said Colorado, Florida, right? Mm-hmm. So it could be Cogliano versus Joe Thornton. I mean. Uh, I'll make jerk mad here and say Joe Thornton. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's just the, I mean, the likely answer. I mean, the guys, the guys doing it so long. I mean, like he needs something. <laughs> Give him something <laughs> at least. Um, but no, yeah, I'd have to say, I'd have to say Thornton. Goodrow got his, so odd to think Goodrow gets one before Thornton. But hey things happen <laughs> uh another interesting comment here uh with defensive injuries and middleton going out Batetto will come in if needed ryan oh, merkley geez. is ryan merkley is coming on this trip shimmick is activated yeah so yep. uh, he will be playing in the nhl yeah he he's gonna guarantee you after one game with ryan merkley Batetto will get a will get a call up I can almost sense it. Okay, some interesting news. What? Um, I just refreshed my Twitter, and looks like Aaron Portsline from The Athletic saying Columbus are paying half of Max Domi's remaining salary. Florida will pay another quarter of it, and then Carolina gets Domi. Oh. So odd that Very odd. Florida is a broker team. For a team that they could see in like the third you round, you gotta wonder if there's extra going going with that. Yeah. Whether that's, I mean, if I'm the Sharks, why aren't you in on that? Unless they exactly. didn't get the call. But like that's that's I mean, Jerk will say this enough. You have how much deadline cap space? Twenty seven and. This is a prime deal. We we keep getting more news, so I don't want to go anywhere at this <laughs> point. So, uh, Joe, well, letting it out, letting the hair down, letting everything out. Dolan had a CT scan. Of course, he took a 
took the puck to the head uh, in yesterday's game over the Coyotes. I think we dodged the bullet. I don't think it'll be that long with him out. Nieto will not make the trip after taking that shot against with McDermott, uh, but is listed game to game. So there's that one. And the interesting one here, Kevin LeBanc is just waiting on a medical sign-off. So the banker could be returning um, every now and then. So we'll see. Uh, I would look to maybe Saturday. I don't see him making the trip. Sharks back at home on Saturday. Yeah. So it's just a two-game road trip: Calgary and Edmonton. Mario is walking around. Jeez, we just keep getting more. Mario is walking around <laughs> looking like he could be on the dance floor right now. Uh, you know, I saw him last week at the morning skate prior to Sharks and Panthers, and he was yep. having a good time um, just walking around, having a good time, getting the guys uh, antsy and fun. In fact, I think he was he was having a chuckle with Noah Gregor, and of course, uh, uh, Mario had foreseen points uh, for uh, calling that Gregor was going to score that night. I mean, good to hear that he's getting healthy. Um, I mean, another horrible, horrible injury. But glad to see. I mean, he's normally a guy of high spirits, so glad to see he's still in that high spirits around the group, keeping the guys going, laughing. Right. Loose. So, so and that's it'll be good. nice to see him next season. Keep him away from this season, please. Oh, come on. You know he's going to play the last game of the year in Seattle. <laughs> come on. It's a it's a given. Right. All right, Joe. Well, come on. Let's keep it going. Come on. Oh. Let's keep it going. There we go. All right. There's one more. <laughs> Nabby is excited to have Capo in the fold. Interested in working with him. We're trying to get him into Alberta tonight. Very interesting. So they might get it. Get Cockin and and he may probably won't play Tuesday. We'll see. Who knows? But uh, trying to get him into uh, into the game on or be part of the team on Tuesday for. Uh, I was gonna say. I wonder where Minnesota is at right now. They're in. They're in uh, Saint Paul because uh, that's when uh, Flurry was supposed to just drive up. But uh, you know, so we'll see. Or if uh, if they're home like now, or if they're on the road, they're at home. They have a game oh, tonight, okay. and that's why uh, the uh, Wild owner took his jet down to oh, Chicago. Geez. They have been on home. One, two, three, six, nine. What a homestand! Yeah, jeez, right? Nine games. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, that was it for the call. We're still waiting on the the minor player for player announcement. So that's going to be happening, but should be announced two thirty or sooner. So check uh, Teal Town USA's Twitter uh, for that. Uh, I think that's it for us. So Ryan Needle, thank you very much, my friend. Uh, yeah, thanks uh, for having me again. Your final thoughts and where the people can find you. Um, Sharks did some good business here. Maybe would have wanted something a little spicier, but it's okay. We'll save that for the off season. Can find me on Twitter at uh, hockey from eight oh eight. Just throwing my opinions about complaining about the sharks playing with my emotions. But if you want to <laughs> join in, that's where you can find me. Uh, yes, I'm at Puck Guy fourteen on the Twitter, the Instagram. Uh, Teal Town After Dark will follow Sharks and Flames on on Tuesday night 
Well, that game is, I believe, a, a 6 p.m. start. Uh, and more news as this is finishing up. Both Nieto and Dolan are more game-to-game than long-term injuries. They said said they dodged a bullet on anything serious with Dolan, who took a puck to the face. And that was in yesterday's victory over the Desert Dogs. So, uh, and Shimmick also healthy, so that will be the fill-in for Middleton for now. So Shimmick will be in the lineup with uh, with uh, Eric Carlson in the middle pair or the top pair. So that's it for us. Sharks make some moves. Probably had some more moves in the in the call, but no no dice whatsoever. So um, that'll do it for here. Deal Town After Dark follows us on Tuesday night. You can also check out the replay at the Pucknologist last night following the Sharks win over the Desert Dogs. So for all of us here, for AJ, Hockey Jerk, uh, Ryan, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian, who joined us earlier, appreciate all of you and all the you know, entire staff. Thank you for joining us. Uh, until next time, until tomorrow night, actually. Keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great day, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one.